Hey guys, Eric here, and I want to talk to you real quick about the dailydownforce.com. Every day, this website covers the latest news and trends in NASCAR, from silly season right through the checkered flag in Phoenix. Need a new morning routine as soon as you wake up? Well, now you have it, dailydownforce.com. This is the website I use to keep up with the industry, the drivers, and of course, what the community is talking about. And speaking of community, dailydownforce.com is also home to some of your other favorite NASCAR content creators. Plus, they've got all sorts of information that I like to keep bookmarked, like schedules, penalties, ratings, and everything you want to know. Oh, and be sure to check out the merch shop while you're there to find some exclusive diecasts and collectibles. So check out dailydownforce.com, that's dailydownforce.com, and I'll see you in the replies. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They had been been around the block a time or two. What's the first deal they built, I bet? No, no. I think the the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap, cheapo cars, and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, dailydownforce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Bought Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item packed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com.
gentlemen to the nascar weekly podcast we're back on my channel this week it's been it's been a while it's been at least a month i believe we're doing this on a thursday night instead of a wednesday night uh, appreciate all these guys our usual panel here being a uh, flexible with groovy hollow 2 occurring last night at this same time that was a super successful event we raised over twelve thousand dollars for extra life and the children's miracle network hospitals appreciate everyone who tuned in who raced including darian who here who cameoed as one of our junkyard listen? jacks uh but uh, uh we're, we we raised a ton of money from all of you guys watching at home and we really and truly appreciate that Darian, why are you smiling? Are we crashing over here? Is the stream? Because you had just you had just frozen. That's why yeah. for a little oh, bit yeah. on our end. We we lost and you I, for a second. And I realized I didn't turn off the AC, so I'll make sure that doesn't come over the mic real quick. We're off to J- a, a J- lovely Jared, start. We don't we don't hear it. We don't yeah, hear it. I don't hear it at I, all. I don't hear anything. Oh, okay. Stay cool, over here, Jared. Don't don't burn up, boil up. Okay. Side note, that's just ironic, and I'll say this: Claudia even mentioned during uh, dinner tonight. She's like, "Does Jared really think he's gonna get like the AC coming? Like, like she, she's she's scared of Jared's getting hot for him for <laughs> sacrifice of nothing because we don't hear that. No, yeah. no, get you can hear it on the Spotify version. Trust me. I, how is that I, any I, different I, than what we hear now? Yeah, I don't know how. It's just it is. It's different. Trust me. <laughs> I edit the Spotify version every week, and it's. Well, it's all good, Eric. We can see you now. We can see you. Well, I apologize for freezing. I don't know what happened there. But what I was saying was thank you to everyone who supported uh, Groovy Hollow 2 and Extra Life last night. We're doing the podcast on a Thursday, just three nights before uh, the Championship 4 field will be set at Martinsville. But before we talk Martinsville, we've got to talk Homestead Miami Speedway. Kyle Larson, no longer championship eligible, at least as far as the Drivers' Championship is concerned, still eligible for the Owners' Championship. Uh, he dominates, leads over 100 or leads 199 laps uh, en route to his first ever Homestead Miami victory. I want to start with you, Jarrett. Uh, how impressive was Kyle Larson's performance? Did it surprise you at all? And and, and what did you make of, of him really being the first driver in a long time to dominate a race? In a year full of parody, we just don't get that very often. Uh, well, as they're saying in the chat, he, he whooped ass, as, as he would put it. Um, I got to say, what I was most impressed with is I did not – you know, realize because it's been so long since we've had a homestead race that I did not realize just how close he gets to the wall. Like it is so much closer than any other driver out there when they show the onboard. I just threw back up on the screen. (laughs) He's right (laughs) up against the wall. It's insane. It's, it's like when, when you look at him compared to any other driver, like Redick is maybe the only comparable one where everyone, it seemed like they entered into the corner like half a lane lower and then went up to the wall. He got closer to the wall going into the corner and somehow kept it going. It was insane to watch. It's amazing that it wasn't his, uh, you know, his second or third or fourth win at Homestead because of just how good he's been there. And I'm kicking myself for not picking him last week. Same here. Do, yeah. do we ever? Do we ever feel like? This, since it was always a championship on the line, he was never competing it. Do we feel like he he 
played easy a little bit in some of those races you know that could be a point like last time we raced at miami it was a meaningless regular season race you know typically i don't know i would guess he would have been good there i think a lot of it's when he was with ganassi he was always top five had a couple of runner-ups i believe like Uh, i remember the 2017 when he stayed like right where he could see kyle bush and martin mm truex the entire last bit of that finish of that race i think the rest of the other races with the chip ganassi he would always carry them though 2016 he was gonna win that one until that caution Mm -hmm. came out yeah Darian, uh, what'd you make of Larson uh, getting his third win? Third win of the season. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, just another case of the five being dominant uh, at one of these tracks. We saw a lot of that last year. Just haven't We haven't seen it so much this year. And really, I mean, it's going to be remembered as a, you know, a uh, what could have been season for him, too, if the whole, you know, if all that stuff at the Roval didn't go down. And he would clearly be running for a championship. I mean, they're still going for the owner's championship, so at least there's that. But, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, like, you could say like, yeah, I mean, technically it's like, oh, championship hangover, blah, 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 you know, didn't advance or whatever. But I mean, a lot of that stuff, like, yeah, while it was his fault, I mean, it just goes to the system. It's just not as, it's well, just. I won't say that. Like, let me, let me see if I can pull it up. But I saw like interesting numbers this week when it came to like the average finish of every driver in the field. And it's Chase Elliott and Ross Chastain are the only two drivers this year who have an average finish above 14th. And like Chase Elliott's is 12.1, where like usually somebody is in the single digits or 10th. So it's like, yeah, I was I was thinking earlier. I was like, you know, besides Chase Elliott, I feel like Chastain's had the best season out of a lot of people. Mm, I mean, this car has just brought a lot of parody and stuff, and I don't know, just they're just not able to finish as consistently. Well, Larson's admitted in the past he's made more mistakes than usual this season. I mean, go all the way back to the class where he kind of overreacted to contact from Justin Haley and wrecked him on purpose. And I know Kyle Larson fans don't want me to like run down the list of all the times, you know, Larson sort of roughed people up his teammate a couple of times, uh, Bubba Wallace. I mean, yeah, say what you will about Bubba's involvement in that incident, but Larson did race him aggressively and kind of run him up the track a little bit. So Larson, he would be the first to admit he has not raced perfectly this season as compared to 2021. So, uh, but three wins, I mean, he's got three wins. He just got his win at Homestead. Like, Danny, that has to that has to vindicate him a little bit, right? Like he still had a good season. Yeah, and and here's a, a fun fact I just saw from Napa Racing Fan 927 in the chat. Total wins now. Larson has 19 career wins. Chase Elliott has 18 career wins. Oh. Those those two are going to be going back and forth against each other their entire career at this rate. It's going to be the new Jimmy Johnson versus Jeff Gordon. Uh, real quick, uh, I see a couple of super chats, and thank you guys so much for the support. We will get to those at the top of the hour and then again at the end of the show. Um, but I do I really appreciate all the, the support. I just want to let you guys know that we, we're not ignoring them. We'll get to them here very soon. But we got to talk a little more about Homestead Miami Speedway. Uh, I mentioned, you know, Larson has made some mistakes this year. Homestead really seemed like a mistake-free race. But there was one moment towards the end on pit road under caution where he did make some contact with the race leader, Martin Truex Jr. Uh, Darian sounded like it was on Truex. He kind of missed his box. Mm-hmm. Sun was in his eyes, braked a little late, got run over. But I don't know. What did you make of that scenario? It's it's a weird way to lose a race if you're Martin Truex Jr., right? Yeah, it's a weird way, and it, it's really symbolic on, you know, uh, it's a really a, um, a a symbolic moment on uh, what has been his uh, disappointing season this year. I mean, like, yeah, he's like top five in the overall standings, but, you know, just can't get that win to advance, unfortunately. So, you know, it's just it is what it is. But, yeah, I mean. He, I thought I thought he had you know um, I thought he had the uh, the win towards the end of that race there. Then that caution comes out, and then yeah, he just 
that was an error. That was all on him, unfortunately. You know, I mean, like, yeah, somewhere like, oh, well, I mean, Larson, he should have, you know, slowed down, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, dude, like he went past his box a little bit. And then once he realized it, he stopped abruptly. And then Larson just kept going. I mean, what else do you, you I mean, Larson, I mean, what else do you want him to do there? I mean, he did all that he could, you know, I mean, thankfully, though, that, you know, thankfully, the 19 spun out in, in a certain place where, I mean, there was only like one crew guy that had to move out of the way. But thankfully, you know, that could have been a whole lot worse. Well, do you know who got like a really, really good video of it from the 19 box? He just happened to be standing there and recording when it happened uh our buddy rusty like rusty oh, was standing there man. and recording it and i was uh i heard it from what he was saying on it. he's like it's a good thing that was really loud because all i was saying is oh my god oh <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like rusty voice yeah if, if, like you, if you can take just the audio from that get rid of the rusty audio that might make for some good like in-person audio for nascar games in the future because mm-hmm. i know they kind of use some of that stuff to kind of go towards the research of it well, yeah, Martin Truex Jr. in that 19, another blown opportunity to, to get a win this year. I mean, it's just the story of their season. Yeah, well, he was really only in position to win that race thanks to a timely caution during the final cycle of green flag pit stops when uh, playoff contender Ryan Blaney uh, spun out, uh, exiting the pit, spun out on the apron. Um, at that point, I think Truex, Truex had just pit. I think who was the other driver that just pit? There's one other driver with him who had just pit. So they, um, the two of them cycled to the lead. Larson cycled back to third. And that was really the, the only time he was passed for the lead all race long. Um, but that kind of Chastain was it Chastain? That's what I was thinking, I but I would think it, I think it was Chastain. Okay. Truex and Chastain yeah. were the best. Yeah. I think you're right. It was Ross Chastain. It was two drivers that were like top five all day, but they didn't really seem to have anything for Larson um, until that final caution. Was it, was the final caution, was it, uh, who, who wiped down the final, was that the Reddick caution that set up the final restart? Was it his crash? I think it was when Reddick hit the inside wall. Um, I don't have my notes. I take notes during the race. I'll I don't check. have them in front of me. Um, I'll I'm check it right here. So I, got I, I was just up. looking at the finishing results. So ha- I just want to say, Wait. how about, how about, uh, Chastain finishing second two weeks in a row? I just kind of want to yeah, put that out yeah. there. And yeah, I, that's I, good. He's, I think he's. Does he have the most top fives in the series this year, or did he tie Chase Elliott? I've been tracking uh, no, the last few weeks. He has weeks. the most. He, he has, the, has most. the most. And then Larson and Elliott are tied for second. I knew all three of them were like tied for the lead for a while there. I'll, that's I'll, that's cool. I want to bring this up. Do you know that Chase Elliott every season he's been full time has had um, double digit top fives every year? Like he's just that consistent. Uh, no, Elliott. Oh my bad. I, I knew not. I knew Elliott's um, finished in the top 10 in every single season he's been in NASCAR. Honestly, so with, in the Cup series, but with every year that, that goes by, the fact that Chase Elliott made it to the round of 12 as a rookie gets more and more impressive. Like I know Cindric uh, did it this year, I believe, but that's that's just so rare. And the fact that Chase Elliott was able to do it all those years ago when guys like Jimmy and Kenseth and Carl Edwards were still racing, like, mm-hmm. gosh, that, that's pretty crazy. It was Reddick, by the way, who was the final caution. Yeah, that final caution, uh, if that doesn't happen, if Reddick doesn't hit the inside wall, Martin Truex Jr. might have won this race. Like, Larson was charging, but they were both ripping the top with, like, I think Larson was a second and a half back with 10 or 12 laps to go. Like, I don't know, Truex, it it looked like he had this win potentially. He was in in a good position to make it happen. So... Like I, I, a bunch of people got kind of like on me because I said that I thought it'd be close. And thing is that as the run went on, the intervals that Larson started picking up got less and less and less. Like he, like at one point he was picking up like eight tenths a lap, and it's like, oh, he'll just pass him in like four laps. And it was like five tenths. That was three tenths. That was two tenths. Then like they both got in lap traffic, and it was only a tenth. And it's, I, I'll say this: I think if he catches him 
Yeah, with say five to go, because I think it was looking at here, there was twenty two left when they had that final caution when when Reddick spun. If if they don't have that happen, I think Truex, I like I will say it's a fifty fifty shot. Truex actually holds Larson off just because being in that lane with the way the dirty air was, because dirty air was really really yeah, uh, influential sure. in this one. I think Truex could have held him off with the the amount of momentum he had. Keep you know, the, he was the only one who was able to actually have speeds that were similar to Larson. Even though I saw in racing analytics that had it went green the entire way, Larson would have won by two and a half miles. So, well, <laughs> yeah, he was I, gone, I, man. Nobody's challenging him that day. I do got to say, if you were me for like a few minutes, you thought that Truex did win because I checked the NASCAR app and I guess I checked the NASCAR app after I'd already checked it before. There's this glitch. If you don't close out the NASCAR app, it will keep exactly who you last saw in the running order, but it will update all of the laps and everything else. So I looked at my, at my app and it said that Truex had won by like over a second. And I was like, oh, well, congratulations. 21 winners tweeted that out and boom, my notifications took off. That sounds like a NASCAR app thing to happen. Speaking of the NASCAR app, I was looking, I was using it to look up the finishing (laughs) results. uh, And I, I wanted to make a mention of this. Martin Truex Jr. Was leading, spun out on pit road, got, got spun out, you know, got hit wrecked on pit road, still drove his way back in those final like 10 laps or so to finish sixth. Uh, so he was he was a man on a mission. Also want to mention Brad Keselowski uh, in the top five and A.J. Allmendinger finishing third. Um, yeah, my colleague team. That colleague team. He has been really good here towards the end of this season. We've talked about Justin Haley with how the top 10, top 15s. He's been consistently picking up lately. Um, but one thing I want to mention was, you know, Larson wins the, ra- wins the race. He's not... As a driver, he's not eligible for the championship. Chastain finishes second, best finishing playoff driver. The next best finishing playoff driver was Denny Hamlin all the way down in seven, mm-hmm. uh, which is mm-hmm. about where he ran most of the day, um, but didn't collect many stage points, kind of worked his way up there towards the end. Uh, were you guys surprised at all that kind of the playoff drivers, I know Blaney had some speed spun out, but were you guys surprised that some of the playoff, that not more playoff drivers were in contention for the win? Uh, Not for this track specifically, because when you look at some of the guys who were out, you know, guys like a Kyle Larson, you know, some of those guys you are like, oh, well, I mean, we've seen at the beginning of these playoffs, you know, non-playoff drivers win before. So I figured it would happen again, that it would be likely to happen again this weekend. Because, I mean, yeah, Truex, he's not in the playoffs anymore. Larson's not in the playoffs. Who's who's someone? I mean, like, A.J. Allmendinger, he, like, shows up, like, every now and then, too. So, uh, yeah, some of those runs didn't surprise me, though. I would, I probably would have been more surprised if we saw more of these playoff guys running up front consistently. But, I mean, certain guys, like a Chase Briscoe, you know, like, yes, I would love him to make the championship four off of chaos alone. But, I mean, just, I don't know. I did, didn't think he would have a whole lot of stuff for them this weekend. Uh, I want I want to say this about Brad Keselowski really quick. I, I didn't realize that's his first top five of the year. Yeah, it's been a long like, year. Oh, really? Long learning year for that yeah. team. Yeah. What? When was it? I I want to check really quick. When was his last top five? Was it like you know Martinsville last year? It would probably been late in the season. He no, he wasn't top five at Phoenix, but yeah, then it would have been Martinsville last year. So it's been uh, thirty five races. He had a top five list streak. Wow. I thought wow. for sure he had a top five at some point this season. I know he has like only a couple top tens. I thought he'd snuck into the top five once. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, teams like his and colleagues, I mean, like they're sort of peaking towards the end of the year where they're like, oh, they're, they're getting some momentum entering next year. Too. Yeah. There's a reason stuff to build off of reason to be encouraged for sure. 
Um, mm-hmm. I do want to move on. We I feel like sometimes we kind of blow through this next segment, but I want to spend a little more time since we really only have one more race until the championship four is set. But I want to look at the playoff grid and uh, talk about drivers who maybe missed their opportunity at Homestead, who we're feeling good about. Uh, Ross Chastain is plus 19. I'm not even going to talk about Joey Logano. He's locked in. Ross Chastain is second plus 19. Denny, uh, sorry, Chase Elliott is plus 11. Uh, William Byron is plus five. Then Denny Hamlin minus five. Blaney is now minus 18. Bell minus 33. And Briscoe is minus 44. So I think those bottom two virtually must win. You could argue Blaney minus 18 is also in a must win going into Martinsville. Uh, before I turn things over to y'all, um, I, I'm going to want to ask you guys who who you were most disappointed with at Homestead. My nomination goes to Christopher Bell. He finished 11th, but he entered this race at Homestead minus 23, I believe. And, you know, we always see guys like like uh, Larson, dirt guys, you know, ripping the top, running well at Homestead. I know maybe there's not anything that specifically translates from dirt to Homestead Miami, but you see Larson do well, Reddick do well. You think, okay, maybe Christopher Bell. Toyota's been pretty good at the mile and a half this year. Maybe Christopher Bell could have a big day. He qualified second. I said, okay, people are saying he's in a must win. I don't think so. He goes out, no stage points in stage one, no stage points in in stage two. He gets a break with that Ryan Blaney caution in stage three and still finishes outside the top 10. So he's now minus 33 at a track I thought he was going to be a contender for the win at. Uh, Christopher Bell was my most disappointing performer, but I know Chase Briscoe finished last in the race. So I don't know if anyone was shocked at all by Briscoe. Um, Jared, what do you make of uh, Bell minus 33, Briscoe minus 44, Blaney minus 18? Like, do any of them have any chance of turning it around this week? Uh, I mean, they, they all have chances. I mean, looking at Martinsville, I mean, Briscoe got a top 10 there, even when he was running slower earlier in the year. Uh, but if, if we're talking about ones I'm most disappointed with, I'm going Ryan Blaney all the way. I mean, Blaney was in position to either be right on the cut line or ahead of the cut line. And through his own error, nobody else's fault. <laughs> the, the old Zeppelin song, nobody's fault but mine. Um, he spun himself out of contention, both in the race and in, in the points battle. I mean, he was running what, you know, what top would you five. say? Top five. Think, so yeah. let's, say, yeah. let's say if he finishes fourth, that's 13 points right there. Yeah. He'd be right 13 there points. He gave out there. Yeah. I, I, I'll go next who I'm actually most disappointed. I was double checking some stats to make sure on this. Uh, I'm actually disappointed in Chase Elliott. He finished 14th at Miami and it's that that come after a 21st place finish at Las Vegas, you know, he came into this playoffs looking very strong, had a big points cushion, even coming in this last round. Now he's only plus 11, and I, I double-checked where he finished at Martinsville to spring. He finished 10th. You know, that's going to – He's still vulnerable, it, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, he's vulnerable. I mean, if, if, someone, if, he, if he stays outside of the top 10 all race long, other people are up there getting, you know, the stage points, I mean – I'm, I'm just saying he benefited when Harvick did it in 2020. He could do that exact thing this this round, you know. I wouldn't say that Chase Elliott is a lock to be at the championship four for Miami. I mean, or yeah. for, for, for Phoenix, sorry. And honestly, thank goodness that he does have this points cushion because apparently since the playoffs have started, he's only scored two top tens the entire uh, Outside of that win at Taldega, where has he been? Yeah, it just he's just yeah, he's been a non-factor too. And 
I don't know, like, I guess this points cushion has sort of covered that up, too, because, I mean, we always see the points cut off line and stuff. We're like, oh, okay, well, Chase Elliott must be doing okay to at least be up there, but eh, thank goodness for the points cushion. But, yeah, I am in it. I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Jared on this. Ryan Blaney, you know, he's supposed to be the guy, right? He's supposed to be the consistent guy. He's not supposed to have, you know, he, he has bad luck every now and then sometimes. But, I mean, not in this case, though. In this case, this was all on him. And, yeah, he just gave up a boatload of points that he could have def that he that definitely would have came in handy this weekend but uh yeah unfortunately now i mean unless it, you know someone in the top four completely dnfs or or you know or uh, unless he has race winning speed he he's in a must-win situation it looks like i'll bring it back to elliot real quick uh just looking at his playoffs um so you have the the two crashes darlington and texas you know those 36 32nd yes but outside of those he finished 11th at Kansas, second at Bristol Attrition. I'm not even called Bristol Night Race. It was Bristol <laughs> Attrition. He won Talladega, 20th at the Roval. Would so have won the Roval. He should have won. Fun. Yeah. He should have won that one. 21st at Vegas, 14th at Homestead. So outside of those top fives, the best finish he's had is an 11th and a 14th and a 20th. He's had three top 20s outside of those two top fives. So. Ooh. Very, it's not a good trajectory. Very hit or miss with, unfortunately, a little more miss than hit. And going back to Blaney, I hate to pile on Blaney here, um, but you know he made the mistake at Homestead spinning out on the apron. Uh, remember, he also spun out late while running inside the top five at Las Vegas. So both mm. of the first two races this two round, weeks in a row, he's yeah. had a chance to, I mean, he'd be above the cut line. And now the Vegas one, I going back, he might have, I can't remember if he had a flat tire. I don't think he did. I think the car just snapped loose on him racing for position and, uh, and he hit the inside and outside wall. Um, so he's he's left points on the table this round, and you know maybe the car is not set up exactly right, a little unpredictable. Who knows? But it kind of feels like it's on the driver, and you wonder if there's extra pressure sitting in. You know, one Penske car is already through to the championship race. Logano, kind of the veteran of that organization now. It's kind of weird to talk about Joey Logano being the the KG veteran of an entire team, but he is, and you you know Blaney expects to be that guy, and he just right now too many mistakes in this round to make it possible. Um, but also what adds more pressure to that too is, you know, remember Penske made a ton of changes during the off season with all three of their teams, you know, with the crew chief swaps, the team swaps, that sort of thing. No. And it was intended, you know, one of those intentions was to, you know, to try and help make Blaney a championship driver. And I don't know, he just made his uh, opportunity slipping away. It well, looks like. I, I won't go that far yet because you can't, I, I don't think you can count him out at Martinsville. I don't think you can count Chase out either. He led uh, the second most laps in the spring, but when you look at the last, let's see, f Jesus. We look at the last seven races for Blaney here since 2019 at Martinsville. Fourth, fifth, second, second, 11th, 11th, fourth, with four of those races having 34 laps led, 36 laps led, 157 and five in the most recent. So, well. did he, did he, uh, did he qualify on the pole here in the spring? I can't remember if, I think he did. Uh, spring of 2020. Did he not this year? Who's on the pole this year? I thought he was this year too. Maybe I'm mistaken. Uh, I, I can pull that up really quick. The pole sitter for that one was Chase Elliott. Oh, really? Oh, I don't remember that. Hmm. I remember yeah, Cole Custer qualified like fifth or something out of nowhere. So <laughs> so look, looking at the spring race, again, that was 400 laps. 185 were led by Chase Elliott and 212 by William Byron. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you look Good. at who's, who's still afloat. Hamlin, great short track racer. He's minus five. Ryan Blaney, you just talked about all his Martinsville success, minus 18. Christopher Bell, I don't know if Loudon is that similar to Martinsville. Maybe not. It's like a bigger Martinsville in some ways, but we know how great he is there. I wouldn't count him out. 
Uh, and then you mentioned Byron plus five, Elliott plus 11. Like everyone on that bubble is really good at Martinsville. So while the racing may not be great, we'll talk about that later in the show. I'm sure um, the points battle, I think, is going to be really interesting. Um, we do have to mention Chase Briscoe before we kind of start to move on a little bit because uh, he is last in points and he finished last at Homestead, uh, mm-hmm. just hit the wall. And uh, I don't know, everything broke after that. It, it was one of those like we're supposed to be here moments that they just totally missed. He ran like 26 before mm-hmm. hitting the wall. It was it was an unfortunate look, I would say, for it, the 14 it, team. It was a it was a good story to see him go this far, but that's yeah. that's about all it can be. Now, now, now watch uh Watch some shenanigans happen. Blaney makes up that 18-point gap. Briscoe, who won there in the spring, wins Phoenix. Blaney, without a win, could get the championship. Yeah, so we could still get chaos through that. But, yeah, I mean, like, after Vegas, I was like, oh, maybe they have a shot here. Yeah, he too. finished, but now, what, fourth um, or fifth at Vegas? He was in the top five. He was competing for the lead at one point, too. But, yeah, look, it was a feel-good story to see, a you know, a team, you know, not perform as well, make it this far. But yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen well, now. They're definitely in a must win scenario. But hey, at least William Byron's well, plus five after the season he's had this year. Hey, hey, I, I, I like I the way this is, uh, this is pointing for William Byron. I said I was disappointed with Chase Elliott's run. I'm actually starting to, to like think that the 24 team has come to life at the right time. Yeah, they well, faded a little bit in this race. Like he he was second or third in both stages, and then didn't he? Where did Byron finish? I put this. He finished like twelfth or thirteenth. He faded out of the top ten at the mm-hmm. end. Twelfth. He ended up twelfth. That, that definitely a letdown after a very like dominating race last year. But you know, yeah, going back to Martinsville where they something, dominated. Something that's not going to be on as many people's radars, but uh, Kyle Larson and the five team have qualified for the owners' final four. Mm-hmm. By yeah. the way. Yeah, wow. could, still, could still win a championship. Mm, yeah. You could have could two champions that and, way. Uh, that's it. You could still have two champions and a winner of the race and have three cars I, doing a burnout. <laughs> I, I, I like that idea. Wait, I have, hope. We, I guess we haven't been in a situation where an owner's champion was not like the champion. So we haven't had seen this happen yet. So we don't even know if they would do a burnout. I guess mm-hmm. they would. They should. Maybe, 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 maybe just have the crew and the team run out on the track with, uh, you know, and raise a flag or something like do that, they, that that'd make sense that'd be awesome i'm sorry that would be I, w- I would love to see down that straightaway at phoenix three cars doing a burnout have like winless ryan blaney doing a burnout with kyle larson who finished second to like if chase elliott or ross chastain didn't make it and have all three of them doing a burnout because that one person that didn't make it won the race that that just that would be that would fit 2022 Yes, it'd make for some unique uh, photos, photo opportunities. Um, One driver in points we haven't really talked about yet, though, is Ross Chastain plus 19 in a pretty good spot. But like, guys, is it starting to sink in? Ross Chastain is looking like a championship four driver in his first year with track house. I I mean, I I felt like he was all the way at the beginning of the year, but you know, but it's like, that could have been like early season, you know, just, Oh, beginner's luck getting on a hot streak. They've maintained, they've stayed fast. I mean, like, I thought they had lost some steam towards the beginning of the playoffs, yeah. too, like, just as the playoffs were about to begin and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, where's all this talk about, you know, about, like, oh, he's going to – not he's not going to win a championship driving that way now and stuff from certain people. Uh, well, I, I had even thought that for a brief moment during the season as well. But, I mean, he, he raced Denny Hamlin pretty hard in the, in, the, uh, in the closing laps, too. And I thought Denny Hamlin would, you know, finally stick up for himself a little bit. But it just seems like, hey, just <laughs> – Chastain could do what he wants, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It feels like everyone's kind of forgotten about all the 
you know, the, the mess of the beginning of the season. I don't know. It's like he kind of – he had the right strategy. Race like a jerk well, early on. Get all your wins. Make people angry. Fine. And then kind of And then they'll clean. forget about it. Yeah, race clean for a <laughs> few months and they'll forget about here, it. Here is something that I think – benefits Chastain I saw Harris Lou talk about this on Twitter he was like why doesn't Denny Hamlin just do something already to Chastain well I started thinking about it well why would he what did his driver just get in trouble for why would he want to risk that right now honestly and the maybe Bubba he Wallace, might be waiting the might Bubba be waiting Wallace for the right suspension time might have just saved Ross Chastain because now every driver's yeah. like well shoot I don't want to accidentally go too far in my retaliation like <laughs> yeah Martinsville's this weekend though if there's He's, if it's gonna happen anywhere it'll happen this weekend last just, chance I don't, I don't think it happens. I don't I think, think so either. Real. I'm just saying I think he gets away I, with I it. Think, I think with what happened to Bubba, that's going to have that's gonna be in the back of Hamlin's mind. Like, I can't do that. I and, can't do props, that. and props to Chastain, too. He should just do this every season for the rest of his Cup Series career. Well, basically. to be fair, everything kind of went in his favor for him to not get paid back completely by all these guys. I, I don't think this works every year. 2022 is is a very odd ball compared to the rest of the years. I If this is a normal year and there's not as much – chaos uh we we are we're we're seeing a normal racing season where one man is is the target like joey logano in 2015 yeah. brad kozlowski in 2014 you're probably right I, yeah i think the only way anything happens to ross this weekend is if hamlin's borderline on making it to the championship four and ross does something to, to knock him out to spin him or to I, pump I, him out of the group I, something like that that's the only way i think I would, ross gets paid back i would see it being less like a Kenseth Logano situation and more like what uh what uh Harvick tried to do in 2020. But whatever you do, don't say anything on the radio. You'll <laughs> Just do okay. it. Let's go. Let's let's go. Go get him. <laughs> I told dear NASCAR, I totally am not doing this on purpose. <laughs> I like oh it. no, right a right front went down. Yeah, be like, guys, I think I think I'm gonna blow a right front right now. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. That'll, that'll break up in court. Him. Be, 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 like that, uh, be like that guy I saw on Twitter this week from iRacing who, like, got bumped into turn two at Martinsville and then, like, just completely jumped a pit entry to break oh, that guy. Oh, gosh. I, I'm not even running official iRaces at Martinsville, bro. You're just it's, – it's just chaos, man. It's just chaos. Right now, <sighs> that word, uh, not a week goes by. I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry. I'll stop saying it. I'm sorry. It's just now it's just in great. It's just stuck in my head now. I gotta yeah. think of another word. The chats. Mayhem. Mayhem. There we go. Mayhem. Yeah. Now I just think of the Allstate commercials. Um <laughs> well, uh before we get to the famous iceberg poll, uh, why don't we talk about the TV ratings? This was an interesting week. A lot of people were looking closely at the TV ratings because this mm. race went almost head to head directly against Formula One's US Grand Prix in Austin, Texas. I think that race went green or lights out i guess uh 20 or 30 minutes after the cup race mm-hmm. went green it and did. then ended about an hour before the cup race ended <laughs> as is mm-hmm. as is a uh, natural um but the cup race got a 1.42 rating which is 12.6 percent higher than last year's race on this same weekend it was a different track i don't remember what the uh this race was last year was it it wasn't Texas, it, was it Vegas? It was, it, was Can- it was Kansas. Kansas. It was Kansas, Kansas. yeah. Um, so 16 per- 12.6% higher than Kansas, but that race was on cable, NBCSN. This one was on NBC. Um, 2.31 million viewers, which is also 10% higher than Kansas last weekend on cable. Fine, but you expect to beat cable races. Uh, 425,000 viewers fit the 18 to 49 key demo, roughly 18%. F1, as is a pretty consistent hit 32% of their viewers in this key well, demo. Oh, wait. That's were, we talk- 
were we talking about like what race went up against the F1 race last year? I like, was, yeah, I was, it was, yeah, it was the same, same weekend. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, Kansas, Kansas, yeah, that was right. Um, I we, yeah. we didn't write that. I didn't. I didn't have the F1 ratings written down. But what we saw their initial numbers, they were lower than NASCAR. That race was on ABC. They, they were lower than last year too. Were they lower than even, last year's Coda race? Even even the preliminary ratings were lower than the preliminary ones from last year too. And and their their eighteen to forty nine demo went down from like forty six percent to thirty two. Very very interesting. Uh, now. I don't want people to sound like we're total NASCAR homers over here. Um, Formula One did set like I think a personal record for like highest attended mm-hmm. three day weekend oh, in yeah. sports history. Oh, so yeah. uh, like the population of Austin, Texas, nearly doubled uh, for this weekend. Mm-hmm. It was uh, <laughs> pretty crazy, uh, from what I could tell. I, I don't live in Austin anymore, but it was it, from what I could tell. It was it was packed, and uh, um, so still still a successful weekend for Formula One. But NASCAR, when it comes to TV ratings, uh, still reigns supreme, at least in the United States. Um, Xfinity series worth noting, uh, was down 43% this year from last year's race on this weekend. Although I believe last year's race was on NBC. Um, mm-hmm. was this year's race on NBC was, was on USA. Nope. It was on USA. Nope. That'll do it. Um, trucks, uh, got pulled in just under 400,000 viewers. So it's kind of a basic, uh, TV ratings rundown. We like to do just about every week. We're all about the data here on the NASCAR weekly well, podcast. You know what was because I talked to IDK, he was at the Homestead race and he was saying that it was like, especially Saturday, and the overhead showed it was like a ghost town there attending. Oh, nobody wise. was at the, and that's crazy because they had trucks and Xfinity back. I understand it's not the Cup Series, but man, two races. So, the same, yeah. What, yeah. You know, he, because he lived, he lived right near there a lot and he had said that basically there's just without the finale like homestead and miami in general there's just no hype built up around it and it's like they, they got to get the finale back there and you'll see everyone fill back in again so mm-hmm. it, it just it was because even the cup race when they showed the overhead it was like the center was full and then the rest was super patchy so yeah yeah i don't know what the attendance is there now but i bet the attendance for sunday's it, race was probably 40k Maybe the grand no the grandstands hold forty k so it was less and, than forty k I wasn't sure if they still held yeah. a little more than forty k well, remember they took out some seats too and I remember yeah. IDK yeah. sending me a picture of like where we uh, had sat in twenty nineteen yeah the completely gone now I don't even know what what is that like the old structure of the seats that are, are well, still no, there they, or something they, they have like I think um, people it's kind of like Charlotte I think where like people live in some of those like condominium complexes on uh, it so they have to leave the structure there uh, you don't want to like just be like all right y'all better get just out evict everyone out. yeah evict everybody but yeah. <laughs> honey wake up I hear a bulldozer <laughs> <laughs> get the dozer <laughs> but yeah no F1's definitely for their US Grand Prix the at the track atmosphere definitely took the W but obviously the ratings I mean like NASCAR is always gonna be king when it comes to the ratings of course whenever they go head to head but was yeah, this F1 definitely trying to flex their muscle though they're F1's, definitely trying f1 this was f1's first u.s race since last year's coda race right so it's been a year no 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 they had they raced in uh, miami earlier this season oh did they oh I forgot yeah yeah that. and then there's supposed to be three uh u.s grand prix next year which i'm a little Jeez. worried about oversaturation but you know because they did that in the when? 1980s oh yeah that's right. really vegas, didn't work out. vegas next year will be in like late november right yep yep Oh boy. After NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. And also the um, the cheapest hotel room for that weekend's like eight hundred dollars a night. What the hell? <laughs> we'll talk yeah. we'll talk about uh travel yeah. costs and ticket costs a little bit later in yes. the show. Yes. Um before we wrap up with our Homestead Miami Speedway discussion, uh we gotta know what the, the fans thought. Uh Darian, what what time is it? Oh yes, that's right. It's time for the poll, the famous iceberg poll. Go ahead. 
So after the race, I asked, what did you think of the 2022 Dixie Vodka 400? And 21% of you said it was a great race. 53% said it was good. 18 average and then four piece for below average and bad. So 8% net negative, 74% positive out of 14,000 votes. The first comment, once again, is from Spencer, who has really been beating Denny Delivers lately at these first comments. So I'll ask you guys, positive, negative, or meme? Uh, positive. I'll say positive. Positive. It says, uh, that was an interesting and exciting race today. MTJ was on his way to winning until his spin on pit road cost him a chance, but a good recovery for him. And unfortunately, no 20th different winner today. But that was fun. Yeah. It was a solid race. It was a solid race overall. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. When we look at the comments here, top one is from Mr. NASCAR JG24 with a uh, old DuPont Chevrolet in the profile pic. So he's totally a Dale Earnhardt fan. Absolutely. Uh, NASCAR needed this race to happen the way it did. No tire problems, no intentional wrecking, no safety issues. Really good battling, just an overall pretty good solid race with minimal drama. I wholeheartedly yeah. agree. As far as butt kickings go, this was one of the more interesting and competitive ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give it credit. Uh, Eric Hoffman says, the racing itself was good, but the real entertainment came from knowing that these guys are on the ragged edge of control every single corner. That, in my opinion, made this race. Oh, yeah, because yeah, the last time we had ran at Homestead was with the, the old cars, you know, the old package, too. It was good to finally see, yeah, good to finally see, you know, the talented-based Homestead come back again. IDK was telling me that uh, even Cody Ware was, like, running 32nd way off the pace on the bottom, and he was, like, nearly spinning out every corner. <laughs> and Oh, and speaking of uh, guys in the back that NBC didn't cover spinning out, it was Ty Dillon who actually spun out he was actually running like only like two or three seconds ahead of Larson and he spun off the track and NBC didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. He didn't even talk about it. He's and not a playoff driver. From, you can't talk what, about him. Well, from what people said, like that were at the track watching him, he just drove out of the grass straight back onto the front stretch while the leaders were coming by. Yeah. So NBC's like, nope, not a playoff driver. Don't focus on him. He just, but he just spun. Don't care. Don't care. Man. Uh, Gavin Adcock says this race weekend, uh, this was the weekend of drivers who should have won Homestead by now. Great weekend. That's true with Greg. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it in a moment, but yeah, Gregson and then Larson back-to-back days. <laughs> uh, Mad, Mad Money 25 says, that battle between Ross and AJ was amazing. Yeah, but they kept slowing each other down so nobody could go mm-hmm. try and pass Larson. I was like, settle it down, guys. Him. I wanted to see AJ because he had a good short-run car. I wanted to see him go challenge Larson. Uh, Tank Slapper says two homestead curses are officially broken. Noah Gregson and Kyle Larson. So kind of building off of that other one. Uh, Anthony Jr. says, oh, he put this six minutes ago. How about that? Uh, my boy Ross is doing well. The race was awesome. Back-to-back seconds mean a win at Martinsville. I, I don't know how that math uh, works out, but we'll, we'll find out. No, didn't, Jackson, bro. didn't Ross had a streak, have a streak earlier this year where he had like two or three straight seconds and then he won at Coda? Didn't that happen or mm-hmm. am I misremembering? Oh, yeah. So, he, yeah, he had a, definitely an in, in early season streak. Something like that. Yeah. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to go down to the downvoted ones and uh, see what we got here. And wow, there's uh, <laughs> there's a bunch in here. 
Um, <laughs> let's let's get some of these. They're not too terrible, honestly. Uh, Davin Peterson, that track sucks. Andy says, "Don't watch that garbage NASCAR anymore." Anyone that does needs to get a life. Well, I feel like we're doing pretty good. It's pretty fun. Um, we got people saying it's a boring race. And then this dude with a really, 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 really long profile name says, how can you have an eight-second lead without cheating? BS. Well, you got to be the best driver at the track. Dude. He had uh, an eight-second lead two different points in this race, too, stage one and stage three. <laughs> Yeah, and let me speak to that really quick, too, because, like, some of the, I mean, like, for the most part, I mean, this was a typical homestead race, but then, like, during parts of it, though, especially the first two stages, there were some people on social media that were like, oh, did this next-gen car, like, this next-gen car ruined it, blah, 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 so I asked people, and obviously, from the answers, for the most part, that's still in the uh, minority when it comes to uh, opinions on homestead, but I don't know, I was seeing a little bit more negativity when it came to, especially at the beginning. Well, the problem is, is that, you have so many people hyping it up over time that a race, even if it's a good one or even a mid race, it's, it's not going to live up to everybody's expectations and hype for it. You can like, but that's my thing is like, if Chicagoland ever comes back, I feel like everyone's going to hate it because it's not a slide job finish every lap. And, and honestly, like, oh, you yeah. could, you could make the case that the North Wilkesboro all-star race might fit in that category too, well, but we're still, it, we're so far out from that. It, though, it's just but. social media. You, you just, people build up hype and they get this, vision of what everything actually is and then it's like if it doesn't live up to that then they don't like it i i loved it because i love watching guys on the edge solid racing green flag pit stops you know i i I personally like that uh but last two comments here uh crispy kiddo says as a blaney fan we can't have nothing good ever happen Mm -hmm. and noah says i was a little disappointed that's fair yeah it's fair (laughs) enough You know, I, yeah. I guess like some people were like, just like angry, like, oh, they're so spread out, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but that's a typical, isn't that a typical homestead race? Whenever there's a long green flag that, done, that was the top well, 10 are spread it, out. Only the lead was spread out for most of the race. Cause like, I look up and I see Larson's nine seconds ahead. And then I, I think I tweeted this second place was nine seconds ahead of like 13. So there was like 11 yeah. cars all within the same gap that Larson had on the lead. So there was action going on <laughs> but, in here. Before I forget, really quick, I saw in the chat, Denny Delivers says, social media had Bob Pachris block me for a moment. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That did happen. Hey, <laughs> that I, was funny. I, I, I got to say, I told the guys this. When I saw that that four sport like tweet from Denny, I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I know you're joking, man, but I feel like it's going to blow up in your face. And then I saw Pachris block. I was like, yep, I blew just, up in your face. Sorry, I just funny. love that Bob Pachris fantastic motorsports reporter he is so committed to the truth and only the truth that the moment he sees false information on twitter of any kind he doesn't just ignore it he doesn't just scroll past it he blocks you're gone he you are gone he does not want to see anything but the truth on his feed i thought i just i I, I don't i don't i don't know who reached out to him i thought about for a second but then i realized he was already unblocked but I think a lot of people kept tagging Bob Pogris that they were just like, yeah, like, <laughs> okay, all right. he doesn't questions. mean any harm. <laughs> well, it's like that time. It's like that time Carnation got blocked by, uh, by the NASA. By the NASA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he did. And why did he get blocked anyways? Cause he had like a little gun emoji thing. in his I don't know what it was. I can't remember. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Like one day I like, I saw a trend with like John Cusack and I looked it up and I don't know what I did, but apparently I'm blocked by John Cusack <laughs> on Twitter. So <laughs> My, my I, favorite, mean, I did. I did say 2012 wasn't a good movie, so maybe that was it. I've been noticing a few random times on Twitter. I'm like just scrolling for the conversations, like 
this tweet has uh, been by someone who limits who sees their what they're saying. I was like, all right, all right, they private or am I blocked? And I go through, oh, yeah, I'm blocked. Yeah, blocked. That's like yeah. the ultimate Twitter though. game. <laughs> MVR owner says Bob Packer's being an amazing judge because he demands everybody to tell the truth, the whole truth, the and truth. nothing but the truth. The truth. Absolutely. <laughs> like that. Well, uh, <laughs> I think that's going to do it for Homestead, or at least for the yeah. cup race. We got a couple other races to uh, hit on real quick, but uh, mm-hmm. we're good there. Is that Was that the end of yeah. it, Jared? And that'll conclude this edition of the famous Iceberg Poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Well, whether or not it was, Darian said it was done, so we're done. Sito <laughs> says in the chat he's blocked by the NASCAR YouTube channel. I didn't even – how does that, that even happen? That, you can get blocked so by the NASCAR YouTube channel? Uh, or you, you mean can, hidden? You, hidden. No, yeah, you can, yeah, yeah, well, technically speaking, you can get blocked. The hidden is being blocked from commenting. Yeah. Interesting, interesting stuff. Well, uh, we do have to talk about uh, the two races, the doubleheader on um, Saturday. Yes, both races are on Saturday, right? Yes, there was a fun back-to-back um, double feature. Uh, we'll, we could go in chronological order. We'll go kind of down the pecking order as far as the series are stacked up. We'll go with Xfinity first because uh, as a few of our comments already mentioned, Noah Gregson also snapped his uh, Homestead Miami winless streak there was no whataburger car in the field to end his chances at the in the final moments Uh, but noah gregson gets the win i mean he looked dominant he's he's going to phoenix to chase a championship um i I don't know jared is noah gregson the championship favorite at this point this is his eighth win of the season i'm gonna say yes he's like one He's also really good at Martinsville, so he could completely just dominate Martinsville this week. Did and... he win it last year here? Yes. Oh, yeah, we were there. Um, yeah, we were there. That's right. So he could very well win that and completely blow up somebody else's chance at making it in, and, and he's good at Phoenix. So I, I think he is far and away the championship yeah, favorite. Yeah, I was just looking at, like, who won Phoenix? Frank Noel Gregson. So he's, he's definitely mm-hmm. got to be the favorite at this point. But yeah, I it's remember, about time. About time he went Homestead. Finally. My bad, Darren. I was gonna say I just I remember like a year. I think it was last year's championship race. He was in the mix with all the championship four guys for the win, making three wide moves. And you feel like someone mm-hmm. was in his ear, like, "Well, don't wreck the championship contenders." And he kind of backed <laughs> out. It was either last year or the year before. But I, I could just picture Greg running up front at Phoenix when he has no business doing it. Sorry, uh, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off, Darian. Well, no. I mean, I was just about to say. I mean, finally he wins at Homestead. Long time coming, but also two, not only one, but two junior motorsports cars are locked into the championship four. So and got a lot of momentum riding their way. And then the final two, who are the um, who are the final two above the cut line? Gibbs and Almond Digger, correct? Yeah, right. yeah. Where, where, where did AJ Allmendinger. finish this week? Uh, I, I don't. I don't think he was in. He was in a contention for the win. I don't think. But I think it was oh, somewhere oh, in the yeah. top ten at least. I was pulling it up. Oh, where just... where is he in the standings right now? I would assume he's barely above the cut line because oh, he has been consistent. Yeah, AJ finished third. I for some reason thought he was. Oh, okay, low. okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah, duh. That's right. He had the final. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. The right. current standings is Gregson and Barry are locked in. Ty Gibbs is plus thirty, so he's all but locked in basically. Mm-hmm. Almendinger though is plus five. Allgaier is minus five, and Austin Hill is minus seven. Yeah, all guy. I mean, well, not all guy. Um, Almendinger. I mean, he hasn't. They haven't had a terrible season, colleague racing in in Xfinity. It just. I mean, they just haven't been winning as much too, because he did win the regular season championship too. So the consistency yep. was there. But obviously, when you're in the playoffs, you know, it's not necessarily all about consistency most of the time. You know, you got to peak at the right time. You know, so hey, one one mistake and he could be out of it. 
I'll just say this. If you thought Brad Kozlowski was drunk winning in 2012, can you imagine Noah Gregson winning the championship? I I imagine it'll be a combination of Brad and uh, Ben Rhodes. That'll definitely make for a for one of the uh, greatest championship interviews ever. Definitely, I, I hope they bring him a waffle and the sword and just have him in victory lane eating a waffle mm-hmm. off the okay, sword okay. while drinking a beer. Here's here's the question: Does he throw up? Hey, he didn't throw up this weekend. I don't think right or last weekend. Didn't right? he have he he was taken to the infield care center had medical attention mm-hmm. after the cup race, didn't he? Uh, yep. I don't. I don't remember uh, what, what the results of that were. I don't know if he threw up or had what. What his if it was dehydration or what. Um, but it, dude, I, dude's got to work on his breathing. Maybe his fitness. He'll get there. Fitness. He'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, it's. I, I dread to think what he's going to look like after if he if he wins the championship. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that man needs to. That man over the off season needs to hit the gym, like work on some meditation or something. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> just just get get all that because i'm like man if he's doing this for imagine that man after the coke 600 next year especially oh, if it's a hot one that yeah he's, he's never ran in that one yet has he Mm-mm. what yeah, interview no. was it I, it might have been on sirius xm a few weeks ago he made a comment like for a long time he was drinking like a, like six white claws a day i think were his exact words, yeah something like that Jesus. and i'm like yeah yeah you can't you can't do that <laughs> can't be doing that man. I, I i don't know I, I guess it doesn't matter but does anyone know does he do they smoke and drink? Does they do both? I don't know. I don't think I, so. I don't think he to, smokes. He but. used to bike. I think was it him? He told me once that he was on one of those. Uh, I think there's a lot All of times. drivers that work out with like Josh Wise and some of like people like that. Oh yeah, he used to ride the bike a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think he for was a, a part of that. I don't know if he still is. If he if he is, he probably needs to you know maybe not skip out on as many sessions. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is, but. I don't yeah, mean, I, I think, I'm not trying to make fun of the guy. Obviously, a lot of it. No, I don't know. He's so I think. I, well, here, so here's here's the moment. Here's a comparison. Someone said Noah Gregson is the NASCAR equivalent of John Daly right now. Who's John Daly? I don't know who that is. <laughs> He's the big golfer dude that, mm-hmm. that drinks and gambles and smokes. Oh. You, you know the mate. You know the name of the ga- big big golfer dude with the beard looking at That's him. Like, oh. smoking a cigar in okay, front of Tiger Woods. I've seen. Yeah, the his, I, I didn't he, know that, he, who that was. He has said on record that he has had diets before that have consisted of just nothing but sodas and candy bars in his life. Like that's it. See, yeah, I like that. I've gotten <laughs> who is this guy? I've, I've gotten back on. Car. I've gotten back on working out and like eating right and stuff in the last couple of weeks, uh, especially with that marathon and all. And I'm just thinking about that. And I'm just thinking, man, what does that do to your gut as soon as you do anything active? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't, I would like. I'll be real, like. If if I was having well six white claws, that's that's like the equivalent I don't know how many he like, said it was a, it was a surprising uh, number. Yeah, that's like the equivalent of drinking like you know yeah, one normal light. beer and a water. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that's it's like drinking like six Milwaukee's best. Um, so I don't know, man. I just I I'd said that after uh, after the cup race when I was streaming, I was just like the dude needs to to like legitimately get on. He doesn't even have to get on like a workout regimen, just something that you know, can get him into a normal routine of not basically passing out or throwing up after every race. Cause yeah, like he's not going to last in cup doing this. Like it's just, I, I don't think it's feasible. You can't do that maybe, that often. Maybe it'll be trial by fire hear about like basketball players, you know, playing their way back into shape. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that works out in the long run. I don't know. Well, see, I, I, 
yeah go ahead yeah, yeah. oh well, i guess one final thing too i mean i've heard some of the arguments like you know be like oh well he ran some um some uh, cup races in this next gen car already but i'm like yeah not full time though not week to week so be interesting to see how he manages that going forward yeah well i feel like that's probably enough conversation on noah gregson's diet uh in conclusion yes <laughs> i didn't the expect us to do that yeah <laughs> we're very analytical on yeah, i don't know how we got on onto that topic uh i, I think I, he just because he throws up all the time i feel like it's inevitable yeah. um he didn't he didn't this week let, that, there you go progress uh <laughs> who was it when he filled in for bowman bowman tweeted at him like hey just don't, keep my don't car yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'm sorry Damn. It's, just, it's a running joke unfortunately uh but it is it is amusing it's um, like stan on south park um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moving on, let's talk about the truck race real quick. Uh, I love this that Ty Majeski now is a two-time NASCAR winner. Um, mm. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, this was their final race before Phoenix, so the Truck Series uh, Championship 4 is set. Ty Majeski will compete for a title. I think that's awesome. Uh, Zane Smith, um, Chandler Smith, the Smiths, uh, as well as Ch- Ben Chandler. Rhodes. Ben Rhodes uh, nabs the final spot by, I think, one point over Stuart Friesen. Who was a little upset with yeah, how the Thor Sport mm-hmm. trucks raced each other yeah, at the end? So I didn't, I didn't get to watch this race. I was out with the family that was in town, but it um, looked like team orders. Yeah, yeah, that's what it. Yeah, you know, from uh, judging just from Twitter alone, it looked like that there was definitely team orders, but nobody said anything on the radio though. I don't. Think, I correct? I wasn't on Twitter during that race, and I I just both the both of the teammate trucks went side by side and just kept the same distance behind him mm. for like four straight laps. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, well, and they then, didn't say anything over the radio, so they're and good. And then Stuart Friesen, apparently, wasn't he animated talking about like, oh, blah, well, blah, he, blah. He just made the comment that like, well, I didn't make it because I didn't have a teammate layover at the end or whatever it was and give me a point. Uh, so. Well, you know, we got the SMT data and stuff, so if, if they really <laughs> yeah. wanted to push their case it's, to NASCAR. It's, what is it, it's Thursday? And they haven't said anything i think nah, that's nothing yeah I think they do have two yeah. weeks to do it though do they I thought, <laughs> I thought they had to release the report on like tuesday no i'm after. just i was i was joking there's uh, not a race this week yeah, so yeah, extra yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> and jeff uh, gordon favorite... will race for the truck series championship uh, i'm sorry as a 13th just... driver of five <laughs> Wait, I, just, I, just, <laughs> I just thought about this though like so the truck series so like what this is like what their round of eight or round of six something like that or what what is it what was it again uh, I think it's eight. I think they, I went, think they go from 10 to 8 to 4 I believe. Okay. Okay, so yeah, so the, it's their round of 8. Didn't that start at um it started at Bristol, right? It Wasn't start, that last no, month? No. No, I, I thought it started at IRP in July. Uh, oh my gosh. Wait, no. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's so spread out though this year I'll though, check. man. Uh, I think I th- I could have sworn they started so, the round of 8 at people... Bristol. People are pointing out that they're uh, sad for John Hunter Nemechek. To, that's like two years in a row he does really good, but can't be there for the championship. Or yeah. sorry, he was in the championship four last year, but he flopped at Phoenix. But yeah. now he's not even got a chance. The uh, the Truck Series playoffs began Friday night, July 29th at Lucas Oil Indianapolis. Oh, Race. Gosh, Jeez. Gosh. My goodness! Wow. So might have might might have to tighten that up over time, and maybe maybe instead of making it uh, four months, we make it like two and a half. Two. <laughs> a little more. Yeah, see, see, depending on like you got guys like Matt Crafton who've been in truck series forever. He probably he probably enjoys lots of vacations and family time. Oh yeah, like, yeah, it must be great for him. Yeah, to experience well, that. But yeah, no, that's crazy. I'll I'll say this: those guys left. <laughs> I think Ty, Ty Majeski might be the favorite. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what their their results all were at Phoenix. Uh, I, off the top of my head, I have I did not look it up. But 
I I feel like that those are four really good. I feel like Ben Rhodes is probably the weak of the weakest of the four. I feel like the but Smiths, he won the championship last year. I so. know what exactly. So you still have to give him respect. Uh, I just feel like the Smiths have done the most winning this year. Uh, Majeski seems to have come on strong here in the second half. You know, during these you know four month long playoffs. Um, but yeah, like you just said, Danny, you got to respect Ben Rhodes. He's been there, done that. He's the only. Or I guess no, it's two Thor Sports. You got a front row and a, a Chevy a KBM. So all three cool. manufacturers as well. And front row, do we know if they're going to are, – are they still going to be having a team next year with now the DGR leaving and going a different direction? They're they're their own thing, so I don't think that affects mm-hmm. them. I just – what is – Zane has said he's doing a bunch of stuff. Is he going full – is he staying full-time with uh, front row and trucks? I know he's going to make some cup starts I think so, and yeah. stuff. He's I making some cup starts, but yeah, I think yeah. he should he's, continue he's, to stay full-time so, in the lower yeah. series. Real, yeah. real quick, of these guys left – uh, the Smiths and Rhodes and Majeski. Looking back at IRP, which is probably the most comparable one recently to Phoenix, uh, Ty Majeski led 71 of the 207 laps Ooh. in that race. Did they and... even race at Phoenix earlier this year? Now that I'm thinking no. about it, mm-hmm. they did not. Yeah, like they don't even nope. think they raced at Phoenix. So, And I'm looking at it here. Majeski was the one who was leading before the final like big spree of cautions came out and it was well on his way to a win only for truck shenanigans to take it out mm. of his favor. And then Chandler Smith wasn't in championship four last year, but he won the race last year, right? Uh, yes. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Chandler Smith did win the race at Phoenix last year. I'm pretty sure. And so, hey, wouldn't that be something for KBM last uh, race of Toyota to win the championship of Chandler Smith? Mm-hmm. And Zane Smith has championship. This isn't his first cha- uh, championship for either. He's a young driver, but he's he's starting to get more experience under his belt in these mm-hmm. pressure pack situations. So I, I I think the I think right now all three championship fours are shaping up to be really interesting. Like Xfinity. Gregson's probably the clear favorite, but we know Gibbs, Almendinger, even Josh Berry, maybe the feel-good story of the bunch, could all get it done. And in trucks, boy, it, it looks like a toss-up. You, you, you put Josh Berry in the right car on a track that races probably pretty similar to the tracks he grew up racing in light models. I mean, watch out for him. Exactly, exactly. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's a good uh, point. We're roughly an hour into the show. I think we're finally wrapped up with our Homestead Miami Speedway discussion. We've got a lot more coming up right around the corner. But first... Uh, it's time for a super a super chat stage break. Boy, that's such a tongue twister. Um, if one of you guys wants to start a timer, I'm just going to go down the list. We've gotten a ton of great support already. Um, let's begin with Alex Luft. He sent five. Said, uh, anyone see The Miz call out Dale Jr.? Danny, is that a wrestling reference? Yes, The Miz is a wrestler. Dale Jr. Uh, was at Monday Night Raw. Uh, I watched bits and pieces of The Miz and our truth segment, but I they didn't have that part in the online highlights i'll have to actually find time to sit down and watch raw this week good stuff love those crossovers jupiter rain sent to chase is overrated and larson showed that oh there, there we go, go again That's great love love that love to see that um <laughs> scott mcnew thank you for the five hope all you guys are having a great night congrats on the groovy sponsor for phoenix eric very mm. happy for you go astros i didn't even see that at the end thank you oh, scott yeah. go astros. world series yeah. starts tomorrow i actually stopped by minute maid park earlier today just to pay my <laughs> respects before you know, all hell breaks loose over the next couple of days. Um, but thank you, Scott. And thank you for the the Phoenix thing. Yeah, very exciting. Um, people, thank you for the two. Chase better not win another Mickey Mouse championship. <laughs> 22 and the one are better. 
Uh, well, we know who they're pulling for to win the championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Hunter. Or at least to lose. <laughs> yeah, at the very least. Hunter Nixon Fishing. Thanks for the five. 2021 Kyle Larson showed up late to the party. Yeah, just championship hangover lasted eight months or whatever, yeah. nine months. Yeah, it's sort of similar to the to the 06 Tony Stewart hangover where he won a total of five races but missed the chase, though. Uh, Wolf Yawn, Wolfie Yawn, thanks for the super chat. Congratulations on the sponsorship, Eric. Super excited to get the diecast. I was in the first 250, so I can't wait to see the real thing. Heck yeah. Thank you to everyone who pre ordered right. the diecast. Um, yeah, we're going to be adding y'all's names to the car here shortly. I, I need to check. I believe they're printing out the decal this weekend to it add to the deck list. that's gonna be exciting um illusion thank you for the five congrats eric on the sponsorship hopefully the first of many also can't wait for my name to make its nascar debut too awesome so back mm. people who are yeah. gonna be on the yeah. car appreciate that just just sponsor every race from now on eric let's get the out of the group 500 come on <laughs> oh boy uh am thanks for the two uh pool and e-step north side h-town combo for the win uh, yeah, Brennan. Oh Poole. yeah, Brennan he's Poole. from there. He he. I don't know if he was born, but he grew up, I believe, in the Woodlands, which is about uh-huh. twenty minutes um, from where I grew up and live now. So um, both, hmm. yeah, Houston guys. So that's that's kind of a fun connection that that worked out. Um, thank you, Hello Fur. Is this like Hello Fresh's uh, burner? No, I was about to say, is this uh, Hello Fresh? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Larson done something that Chase has never done. Dominate I, at this point. It's it's just silly. I, I, yeah. we know they're trolling. Like, these, these comments yeah. can't be serious. Um, Oscar Rios, do you think Colleague will be a top team in five years? I I will go that I, far. I, I, I'd say they're an all right team. I'd put them on like a track house level in five. They'll years. be but, really like, good next year, though. Well, <laughs> you, you put them on the same level as track house. I have them as an as an elite team. They're competing for a championship. That's fair. That's fair. Ross is right now in the championship. Four. That's a good point. Okay, maybe yeah. more like RCR we'll level. I'd maybe say RCR level is very very realistic. Um, need for Speed. Uh, thank you for the two. Just says chaos. Appreciate that, man, dude. Oh three. I blame Darian for Briscoe's last place finish. How they're what lashing I do? Out. They're lashing out. What did you do? I don't know what you did. I don't. I didn't say anything about him that day. Well, they like probably I said, thought I, about him. Yeah, they probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now that I just think about someone, people get angry about. Groovy that. Goose, thanks for the two. Congrats, Eric. That's very cool. Good luck uh, to Brennan Poole. Appreciate it, Groovy Goose. Always good to see you, David Bell, in the chat. Looking forward to the pit crew challenge next year for the All Star race. Uh, is he is he breaking some news uh, that we don't know about? Uh, I know. I uh, think they talked about it on Dale Jr. I, Dale Jr. Oh, yeah. uh, Marcus Smith has talked about it, if I remember correctly. Um, but uh, I'll do a couple more real quick. Uh, Steve Kuharski, congratulations, Eric! I bought a pitch shirt. Can't wait to wear it. Well deserved. Enjoy this moment. Hmm. Thank you so much, Steve. And I hope you uh, look good in the black and yellow. Everyone looks good in black and yellow. It's the best color combination on planet Earth. And one more I'll get to real quick from Antar Das. I want to thank you guys for all the videos. It makes my day a little bit better, uh, especially when I'm having a bad day. Martinsville. And then he follows up with, Martinsville is going to be a mess. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> First, a very nice it, comment. Uh, and then Martinsville is going to be a mess. Uh, but thank you, Antar Das. It probably will be. We'll see. Um, we'll get to the rest. We've got a few more, but we'll get to the rest at the very end of the show. Thank you all so much for your support. Um, we are seeing the comments as they come in, but we will react to them. Um, just past, uh, just past the nine or 10 o'clock Eastern time. Mark, thank you guys so much for the support. Um, with that being said, we also have to thank our first sponsor of the night, Lionel racing, the official die cast of NASCAR. Um, you can order, or in some cases, pre-order your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast right now at LionelRacing.com. That link is down in the description below. Uh, and be sure to check out uh, the latest NASCAR Authentics Wave at a Walmart uh, near you. I got to start with Jarrett. Uh, Jarrett, is that your first next-gen diecast? That looks good. 
Yes, it is. I uh, I wanted to order this one just because I like, you know, a lot of the years I like to see, you know, with that whole Winston Cup thing. And uh, people are always like, oh, you got to do something for it. So I, I was like, oh, well, I found this elite Chase Elliott diecast. I figured this would be great for the, the Lionel segment. I don't have a screwdriver yet that can get it out, but it honestly looks really, really good on the stand. Just c- c- come over to my house sometime. I got one for you. All right, I'm going to bring like a bunch over because I actually have another another one for the finale. <laughs> I have a, I have a surprise okay. diecast for it, but Ooh. yeah, I it looks it you know it looks really good. I didn't realize how small the deck lid was compared to the last generation of cars. And I uh, I also like you know have you ever just sat and just done this with the diecast just in your spare yeah. time? <laughs> it, it feels so like different on this one. Like even the diecast it, it, are different it does. on this car. I noticed that one on the Bowman one I have, and just for whatever reason, if you just like sit those things down, they just look beefy, very beefy cars. <laughs> they do they just squat? <laughs> uh, Darian, what do you got there at McDonald's? Yeah, this is like just one of the most simplest diecasts I have. This is um so um um according to the bottom, yeah, this is um a, a Hot Wheels car that was um released back in like 92 93 when Jimmy Spencer drove the McDonald's 27, got like two wins but then finished like 20th like like 27th in points. So it's definitely one of the most uh, interesting NASCAR seasons in history. But I don't know, just something about this diecast. It's just so simple. They just have the logo. They just slapped a logo on there, put the 27. And I don't even think it's like it's not even the right manufacturer. They were just like, hey, what like, what you know, what uh, what um, what leftover cars do we have left? That Travis, we don't have anything on there. <laughs> Travis in the chat asked if that came in a Happy Meal. I It, it might have. Maybe. Maybe this might be the Happy Meal edition it that came out back did. in the day. Bye. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just just by the look of it, too, I would assume. But yeah, definitely one of the more simpler schemes I have in my collection. Danny, that looks like a, a classic right there. Can we? It's only yeah. like six years old, but it feels like a classic now. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, this is uh, also a Chase Elite car, but this car was actually released by Lionel last year. But it is a 2017 car. This is the mm. Checkers or Wreckers Martinsville car that was going to likely before hamlet had something to say about it it's going to likely be then uh chase elliott's very first cup series win and quote was took away from him uh you see some of the details on it like they can't obviously dent this in like it wasn't a real car but you can kind of see a little bit of a dent effect right there on the car uh this side is probably the one that shows the most of the the, the check of the records damage uh some of the wheels are all scuffed up from it as it like hit into the wall and stuff but yeah, uh, my wife's a big Chase Elliott fan, and we thought we were going to see her driver win his first race in person because that's the only Martinsville race we've ever been to. So it's kind of nice to hang on to this as the as a what if from that night. That's pretty cool. That's a cool story. Uh, I've got I don't know I didn't know what to pick up, so I just held up one of my favorites, Ricky Stenhouse. Or is this Stenhouse or is this Busher? This was Busher because this is just from. Last I think it year. looks like Busher. Yeah, yeah, this is from last. This is, is wait. Eric, did you like turn a light off when you put that? Because it seemed like you got really uh, dark. Yes, I did. Well, I changed my camera effects so that it doesn't blow out the car and you can nice. see this uh, in all of its glory and all of its detail. Um, now, oh gosh, too much light. Uh, there we there go. There you go. Back Perfect in business. Uh, but thank you to Lionel for sponsoring the show. And unrelated to this segment, but I do have a link down in the description that takes you to groovymotorsports.com slash shop where you can still pre-order. I believe we have uh, just a handful of uh, out of the group diecast pre-order is still available for uh, for sale. So if you haven't gotten one, you're still thinking about it. Um, be sure to check that out, um, guys. Uh, I, I was on TikTok earlier today, and you know, there's like 
I feel like TikTok, it has to know your location because the amount of like Houston Astros and other related stuff I've been getting lately, it's insane. It's through the roof, including I got a guy today who was warning me that like death was going to strike Southeast Texas over the weekend with like a big storm, some weather. I don't know, guys, but whatever it is, I think it might have hit a little bit early. Darian, what time is he it? He might have. He definitely was watching this show. And it's the lightning round on the NASCAR weekly podcast. Jarrett, what do we have on tap for tonight? Oh, we got a little bit. Uh, first one, and this one surprised me, is that the new sponsor of Logan Paul's podcast is NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Mr. NASCAR himself? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, Tony Stewart will be making his first NHRA start this weekend at Las Vegas in a top alcohol dragster. So, and I another, read one uh, thing that suggested he he's like down to make more starts, assuming this one goes well. I don't know anything about drag yeah. racing, but I good luck, just, I guess. I'll just spend the week with his or weekend with his wife. So, um, speaking of uh, moving to different works or uh, you know places for work, Luke Lambert will be moving on from JRM to be crew chief for Noah Gregson at like Petty that. GMS. Yep. I like it. Uh, this one is crazy, and it did the rounds this week. The NASCAR Euro Series will race on ice next mm-hmm. March in Finland. That's now, that's cool. No offense to anyone who does follow the Euro Series, but I feel like that's a much-needed like publicity stunt for him because we don't hear anything about the NASCAR Euro Series. Yeah, you don't really hear too, too much about him. But yeah, that's no, cool. Like, if I wanted to watch, I don't even know, there's probably not a race this weekend, but if, like, if I wanted to watch a, Na- a NASCAR Euro Series race, could I even do that from here, or would I have to go find some bootleg stream link on Reddit? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I think I saw them stream on YouTube once. They have their own YouTube channel, but it's only like less than a thousand subscribers, I, I think. I, I don't even know how to find the stats on them. I don't, I don't even know if they're on racing reference for stats from that. I don't know. Is, yeah. it, is it Flow Racing? I don't know if they have it. A couple people are saying that it might be on Flow Racing, but I'm not even, I'm not sure. And Grant, See, I don't what, subscribe to them, but I people are saying should. that they, People are saying they, they put the replay of the races on YouTube at least. So okay. said, don't expose the red stream. Sorry, my bad. My bad. <coughs> my bad. See, I'll, I'll be honest. When I first read it, the first thing I was thinking huh. of is that SpongeBob episode with Doodle Bob where it's like, are you okay, Pat? Finland. <laughs> I, was, I was just laughing that you said Reddit. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. Go, Go ahead. ahead. That's a good line. Good, good bit. Uh, also, this weekend, the riser font 17 will be back with a fit thirds bank throwback mm-hmm. scheme being run at Martinsville for RFK this weekend. I know, and they have the Hall of Fame logo and Matt Kenseth's signature on the door. It's a weird scheme. I think Kenseth only ran this scheme a few times in 2012. The most vivid image I have thinking back was when he was caught up in a wreck at Indianapolis that year. Uh, a pretty big wreck. His car was like on fire afterwards. Is this track just synonymous for Matt Kenseth now or something? Is that why they're doing it here? I don't know. I just, I, I hope Chris Busher is a Matt Kenseth fan because this is the second like Matt Kenseth throwback he's raced this year. I understand that they, it's the same sponsor. makes sense. They're commemorating him going into the Hall of Fame uh, early next year and everything. Um, but it is it is interesting. It's it, I'm getting spoiled seeing the old school 17 back on track twice in one year. It's, it's hmm. a good time. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. 
will be competing in the South Carolina 400 at the Florence Motor Speedway. Uh, this event is a late model race on Saturday night, November 19th on Flow Racing. And from what he said, he basically put a bunch of money in that doubles the purse for those in the rear. So instead of like guys finishing last and making like 600 bucks, they actually make 1200 So Dang, that's not bad. Very cool. That's big deal. Uh, Daniel Dye will drive the 43 truck next year full-time for Petty GMS. Not surprised. Yeah, it was expected. I'm not going to make the joke I could make. Prep work has begun <laughs> at the North Wilkesboro Speedway on adding safer barriers. And uh, speaking of different news with tracks, Marcus Smith says SMI is using iRacing data and working with them on options for the Texas Motor Speedway reconfiguration. And he said, <laughs> like we did with the Atlanta redesign i'm just okay. the, you didn't make the joke jerk but the chat immediately made the joke like yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay so if he did make the joke we would have to bust his balls over such a low blow to him <laughs> and it happened so long ago now too <laughs> the fact that i did uh, such a kick in the balls uh 2023's daytona 500 grass art voting has begun on their website and they got some pretty cool ones i'm just saying the one that looks like the top of the daytona 500 trophy wow it looks good like that's my vote i gotta look at this out uh we talked about this a couple weeks ago but it has been upheld and that is the cole custer penalty dang so so what is that a hundred thousand dollars to cole a hundred thousand dollars to the crew chief the crew chief is still suspended Mm. and they got docked 50 driver owner points all for saying over the radio hey i think you got a flat tire check up wow (laughs) wow i'm not saying it's the wrong call i'm just saying it's huge it's wow you know what's funny is they could have just been like well you put a camera in every one of our cars we thought we saw it <laughs> like, like I don't get why they didn't pull that. One. There's no Maybe way they, they could. Did. They could have. Well, it, just, it, it, it was funny because NASCAR's like, there's no way they could have seen the car. It's like, dude, you have a car. You have a camera in every car now. Like yeah. everyone can see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, rumors are saying that Dale Jr. and sissy, uh, sister Kelly are uh, to buy the cars tour, but there's not been an official announcement yet. Just rumor, but it is it is pretty interesting watching that swirl around. But nothing yeah. confirmed yet. But. If it, if it does happen, you you heard it here first. Well, yeah, um, second, probably, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, let's be real. Yeah, because we oh, heard it some... from... The reason we have it written down here is because we heard it from someone. <laughs> I, 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 there, there's people who are probably smarter than us and stay off Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Alex Bowman will have an update in the next three to five days about whether he'll race at Phoenix or not. Probably um, won't, but... I mean, it is his home track, so if there's a race oh, yeah. that he would want to do just for pride, that might be it. That could be it. Uh, Sling TV may be a sponsor for Kyle Bush next year. They were the, talking the, back and forth on Twitter. They're, they're talking way too much if they're just like trying to stir the pot. Are they yeah, still they going? Because they, they had a like, long thread like last they, night back and forth. Lefty got they, involved. Yeah, yeah, they they asked Lefty to make a concept. Make a so, and, 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 and and like I saw the concept he made. It looked like he had done been he had some time on this. It was not something he just whipped up. It looked like uh, he's pretty good though. I don't know. He might have a few yeah. kind of he could do that quickly. I don't know. Yeah. I I just hope. I mean, I hope Kyle Busch. It'd be cool to have Sling. They're a pretty well known brand. A uh, big brand. It'd be cool to have them in the sport well, on well, Kyle's car, but. It would be huge for TV partners, and now it's like, hey, there's a you know, that's true. Here's a here's a part here's a you know cable alternate that you can watch races on. Yeah, I, I just think 
Yeah, I just I'd like for for it to actually come to fruition. I I hope it's not just you know some social media admin at Sling likes NASCAR and thought, hey hey, I'll just kind of do this. Yeah. This will be some fun free publicity because yeah. right now it's all free. Sling just yes. got a bunch of free publicity on the shoulders of NASCAR and Kyle Busch. So I hope yeah. it actually turns into something. They but pay then for. when you have to pay for it, it's a whole yeah, new. Yeah, I just I, I hope <laughs> they actually do pay for something. You know, I just I just think it'd be cool. And the, the scheme, the mock scheme, Lefty made look nice. So cool stuff. On uh, the last one here. Uh, this next Wednesday, November 2nd, uh, on top of having the NASCAR Weekly Podcast that night at noon earlier in the day, because we do have some noon starts. I didn't uh, realize you were wearing that. That was, that was smooth. <laughs> I literally wore it just for this this little segment. Um, there's going to be all-star race tickets available for North Wilkesboro that go on sale uh, right. for $299. Uh, uh, uh. I was going to say stress weekend. You just said race, stress weekend. Well, it's an all-star race. It, it, it doesn't matter. Um, it's basically going to cover two concerts and three races if you include the Open, which will probably only have like 10 cars in it. Uh, so if you think that's a good deal or not, we can... Uh, yeah, there's be been a lot of debate. Well, it's worth knowing the tickets start at $299, well, and I think I saw yeah. they go up to 399 for like, I guess, the best well, seats. Like if you break it down for a weekend package, it is right. But a lot of people, and I'm even leaning that way myself, I don't know if I can get the time to go to the full weekend. So I don't know if I want to pay for the full weekend. I'll be real. I'm going to pay for the full weekend. And even if I don't make it, I'm just going to sell it for like a jacked up price anyway for the races I don't make. Like I'm but a transparency here, but, man. But will you get the separate t- the, the tickets? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's. I get why they're doing this because they're gonna they're gonna sell out. If they just sold cup mm-hmm. tickets, they'd sell out in a day, um, or they'd sell out quickly. I think this is a good way to get make sure you're sold out for the for the truck race as well. Get people early for the open. I, I get why they're doing it, and even at these maybe a little bit expensive prices, I think they're gonna sell out. But I'm with you, Danny. I wish they had a single race option, and it does not appear that's the plan that's coming. Because even if it was like you got to spend a hundred or one hundred fifty bucks, if you just want to go on Sunday, like there's some people who are just like, yeah, you don't have to spend as much on hotels. Um, you, you know, you, yeah, you're maybe not getting as much bang for your buck per race, but at least you're still spending less. You're not committing three hundred plus dollars. You're committing only a hundred or one hundred fifty. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. there. It's very well. I don't know. I look. I look at it like this. I go to every race with my wife, so you know, I. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times, if I can get a media credential, it's it makes more sense from a business perspective. But when you got two of us, we go to every race, and you got to trade everything like a business expense. That's six hundred dollars plus taxes and fees if me and her want to go to it. Yeah. Tax write-offs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just, for me, I don't understand why people are shocked that it costs this much, man. I'm, 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 I'm not shocked at the weekend no. price because that does make sense. But well, what I'm trying to say is. This, this is a track that everyone's hyped up forever for 26 or so years. And there's 24,000 seats, which would be the smallest capacity in NASCAR. And that's with 5,000 added in. I don't get why people are thinking that, you know, we're, we're thinking this is going to be a normally priced race. This is going to be one of the most, like, supply and demand people this will be uh, yeah. one of the most high demand races probably ever run in NASCAR I, history. I think the issue SMIs run into is they're trying they're trying to balance two different balance two different things like i think on one hand people are expecting them to make this 
This is solely for the residents of Wilkes County who've been forsaken for 25 years. This is a gift to them. Let's make very affordable tickets. And they're doing a little bit of this. They're giving some Wilkes County residents like first dibs on, you know, packages and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But, you know, they're, they're sort of, they're doing that. But on the other hand, they're trying to show some restraint because they know if they just open this up to everybody, people would fly in from all across the country to see this race. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, Jared, like they could charge. I think they could probably charge and don't tell Marcus Smith this. They could probably charge close to double what they're charging for the weekend passes and still come very close. If not completely sell out the place. Like I think I just, they could. And because Dale Earnhardt Jr. has been raving about this place on his massive podcast for years, slap shoes did a video with nearly a million views mm-hmm. about this. Like, you know, uh, it's on iRacing. Now you can race it on. I- it was televised on national TV. Like this track, unfortunately for the, well, fortunately on one respect, cause it's allowed the track to, be revitalized but unfortunately in another respect this track now has national attention it's not it, it's it's bigger than just wilkes county unfortunately so uh, you know smi they're playing two different games here do they want to restrict it to just north wilkesboro only you guys can come we'll make everything really cheap credit to north wilkesboro and smi they're doing they're doing cheaper concessions two dollar hot dogs two dollar sodas three dollar beer credit to them for that but you know what I'm trying. You know what I'm saying. Like SMI's, they're showing some restraint by not making the tickets five hundred dollars. Like they could have gone full MLB Field of Dreams and charged fifteen hundred dollars yeah. a seat, but they're we're, not. So, where where my questions are is, what's the plan after twenty three? Because you know everyone's going to show yeah. up for this one. That's this true. Is the first that's a, one. That's a fair question. But NASCAR has done so many of these new events, and then the next year you look, and it's a complete. You know, there's a big fall off. Like I mean. Nashville Super Speedway was sold out 40,000 real easy. And then this year, the grandstands were pretty full, but not completely. And there was as, even as much hype on TV. Road America, yeah, it had a really big crowd, but it was not anything compared to the year before. And there was absolutely zero hype on the TV side. When you look at North Wilkesboro, especially if the next gen doesn't race well still, which knock on wood, they fix that. Like, you got to start thinking in 2024, what's the draw to this? Because if it's just the same thing you did the year before and you have an area that is not really built up to sustain a big time NASCAR race anymore, uh, whether it's infrastructure, whether it's jobs there, whether it's whatever, uh, this, this race and track long-term would fail. So I'm hoping that SMI and Marcus Smith have a long-term plan in place with this. And this just isn't a two or three year cash grab. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a fair concern, a good place to wrap up, uh, wrap up what Darian, what are we doing? Oh yes. And that'll do it for this edition of the lightning round on the NASCAR weekly podcast. And now back to the show. Second half of the show is brought to you by Forney Industries. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more for do-it-yourselfers all the way up to professional metalworkers. Forney has everything you need for your next project. So uh, shop all of their products at forneyind.com. Link is in the description below or look for their logo at a Forney uh, dealer near you. Um, they were participant participants in last night's Groovy Hollow two race and uh they were up front battling for the win there in the closing laps in that beautiful green uh, i think it was the 30 the 30 something car 36 maybe uh, it was a good looking paint scheme we appreciated them being a part of it um but yeah thank you to forney and on that note uh i know we, we blocked out a little bit of time i've gotten a lot of comments about um the phoenix deal and the phoenix car uh i did a whole video yesterday that many of you probably already saw that um, sort of revealed the paint scheme, gave some of the backstory behind it, but I haven't really talked about it much since then. 
Uh, but you guys can see on the screen right now what the car actually looks like. Uh, I guess, I don't know, I guess I just want to extend one more big thank you to everyone who made it possible. Uh, it was, I know I've gotten a lot of questions like, how is this even, how do, could you even do this? How could you afford this? How did this even happen? Um, I guess the short answer is you know, great partners, great um, partnerships that have lasted for months and in some cases years. And, you know, uh, give and take on all ends, all sides. It's, uh, I think this is a project that benefits all parties um, pretty equally. And that's what allowed it to be possible. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess that that's really all I had to say about it. I know we have some more topics to get to, but um, just want to it's, say I appreciate all the kind words yesterday on social media. Uh, I'll take a second to say, Eric, first of all, very proud of the success you've gotten here on this platform. Very proud of this great opportunity you've got with the folks at JD Motorsports. But hey, it's very small. And I definitely feel like SpongeBob saying, there I am, Gary, there I am. <laughs> but that little NWP logo, we made it. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, congrats, man. Been watching you since middle school and high school and getting getting to know you personally has been awesome as well. So uh yeah, congrats, dude. And hopefully that car, um I'd I'll predict uh, at least a top twenty finish for them. At least a top twenty finish. I, I, I think that would be awesome. I'm hoping it finishes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh at least we have we'll have some clean shots of the car before it gets all dirty yeah. out there. And, well, hopefully and it'll run more laps than the uh, Jeremy Clements one from last year. <laughs> well, <laughs> well <laughs> speaking of that one, I, I I snagged some of the sheet metal from Eric's first race he sponsored. It's in <laughs> up, up in our uh, house here now. Eric, I, I gave you first dibs to get that. You said you didn't want it. No, it looks hope, good in your place. If 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 possible, I hope you get some of this car. Yeah. Well, I, I, unless that means it wrecks. I, I, I'd rather it not wreck and they just keep reusing it for future races yeah. and stuff. Honestly, that would yeah. be the best case scenario. But just, 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 just take off some of the wrap and give you that. <laughs> <laughs> on the note of the NWP, we got the NASCAR Weekly Podcast logo on the C post of the car. Uh, yeah, it's small. We had a lot of logos we had to squeeze in. There were a lot of partners that that contributed that kind of helped make this deal um, uh, possible. Um, but yeah, we snuck the NWP logo in there. I'll be sure to get a lot of close-up shots because uh, it's going to be pretty cool to have um, the podcast riding at Phoenix. That's that's great. That's cool. I just yeah. I just think it's gonna be cool when I'm watching on the broadcast and be like, oh my god, that's Eric's face on the restart. You can't <laughs> you can't miss it on TV. You won't be able to uh, miss it on so, TV man, so when it goes I, by. I gotta be sure to tune in to Xfinity Series qualifying for that one mm -hmm. because I yeah. want to. I want to hear does Dale Jr. does Jeff Burton does someone oh. acknowledge who Eric Step is? Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about that. Oh Jesus! Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I I can hear it now from Dale Jr. And here comes uh, Brandon Pohl in the in the Eric Step car. Now this guy's got a good channel on YouTube. I, if Dale says <laughs> that, I I don't know that Dale has seen. Uh, he's he, he's probably I know he's very in tune on social media. He's probably seen all of our videos. I know he's he's mm -hmm. tweeted at a few of you guys before. Mm -hmm. um, he's probably seen all of our videos at least once. Um, but Dale, if you're watching a, a plug on national TV, that would be uh, absolutely stunning. Even <laughs> the, if it's just during qualifying, Dale, I don't care. That that would be amazing. The, Dale <laughs> is watching right now. He he just got done reading his daughter's a bedtime story. He's watching us right now. I guarantee yes. it. And and Dale, I'm sub to your uh, I'm sub to your alt account. So oh I know yeah. If you comment. <laughs> he's been a, he's been a NASCAR YouTuber since like what oh eight oh, yeah. seven or eight like, like he's probably he's had that channel on here forever and no mm -hmm. one ever knew it was him no. that he made it until I, he tweeted a video I I watched a race on that channel not realizing it he was the one that uploaded it I was like mm -hmm. wait wait that was him that's hilarious. That's 
but no, that it, it's an awesome deal, and I love the fact that it's uh, the 2005 Kenseth scheme. It looks mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it definitely took some design elements, and I got to give a shout out to Joe Raybuck uh, is his name. He works uh, with us at AE Engine on things. He designed this T-shirt actually, and helped me design the scheme. Uh, I kind of told him uh, I want to do something not exactly like the 05 Kenseth car, which I do have sitting right here, um, mainly because I wasn't sure. Like, I'm going to turn the brightness down. I wasn't sure if that, like, especially the front, I didn't know how that would look on a more boxy Xfinity yeah. Camaro. Mm-hmm. So I said something like this, take some elements from it, but don't do the exact same thing. He kind of had a blank slate. We went in, I went in and kind of tweaked some things, edited some things, um, but happy with how it turned out. I, I definitely saw some comments from people um, who didn't watch my video. Uh, I saw comments on Twitter and I could tell like, didn't watch my video, but still noted like, hey, that kind of reminds me of those old Kenseth cars. So that made me happy. That, that was like mission also, accomplished. Uh, uh, okay. Also, people were asking, is Delgin really watching? No, he's not. We're, we're kidding, right. guys. Also, one final thing before we uh, move on to another topic too. Also, shout out to uh, Denny Delivers for uh, predicting the yeah. exact well, it was close to the scheme, I thought. Too. Yeah, he, he yeah, predicted yeah. over a year ago. I didn't even remember this. He made a little mock-up rendering of Adam mm-hmm. he had, he had on the he had six cut- car. He had mm-hmm. the cut. He had the colors right for the most part. Uh, some of those uh, shows no longer that with that uh, <laughs> yeah. that he had on there. But yeah, that's yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that was pretty random. But yeah, I appreciate you guys, uh, the three of you guys. Just kind words. I appreciate working with you guys on this show for the last four years i guess and and yeah. and just thank the all started because uh me and jared wouldn't stop spamming your Fortnite chat mm-hmm. ah, <laughs> Fortnite bringing people together since whenever the hell that came out um <laughs> good stuff good stuff um but thank you everyone for the comments uh i, I know I've, I've still gotten seen some questions pop up here and there in the chat um some things i can't answer some things i i can't <laughs> but at some point maybe when this thing is all said and done during the off season it'd be fun to kind of do like a, a more uh, sort of longer form in-depth Q&A on, on some of this stuff. Um, but it's going to be fun. We got Brendan Poole is going to wear a fire suit. We got a black and yellow fire mm-hmm. suit. So I hope he gets some TV time over there. That's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, on that note, we've got one other story that broke actually earlier today that we want to talk about before we preview Martinsville. Um, David Gilland Racing is no more. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess they still exist. They're just rebranding to mm-hmm. Tricon Garage. This is Toyota's all-new truck series team. They're basically bringing all their uh, partners that were on KBM's trucks, and they're moving them over to Tricon Garage. Tanner and Taylor Gray are going to continue to drive there. Corey Heim, a Toyota driver, will be their other full-time mm-hmm. racer. And then there will be a fourth car for you know a rotating cast of drivers. Um, but yes, so Toyota officially has this- a KBM replacement. Danny, what do you think about that? I was going to say, I think this is actually DGR's third uh, name rebrand because at one time they were like David Gill and Crosley racing. Yeah, they had the Crosley was part of it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. It's nice that Toyota did find that next team for them. And, and they used to be Toyota for a long part. Honestly, I thought it was kind of a – I thought it was a bad move on their part to even leave them in the first place. I felt like they were better suited to be a Toyota partner. I know Tyler Ankrum looked really good with them when they was a Toyota, so – I think they have a better future as a Toyota. Um, obviously, uh, Miss Deegan, she stuck with the Ford people, so she will not be eligible to be a part of this deal. So it'll be interesting to see what she does. Uh, you know, if, I think she's obviously looking for an Xfinity ride at this point, but you know, I'm sure all offers are on the table. Maybe another front row truck wouldn't be ruled out, but most likely an Xfinity ride will be her next landing spot. 
Yeah, you know, you talk about this move too. I mean, like I know I've said before, like, oh yeah, Toyota, they might be in a, a you know, a a totally um, new rebuild mode here. But then in the uh, truck series, it seems like they're in a reload mode here too. I mean, Corey Heim, having him as your number one driver on the team, sticking with Toyota too, that was definitely a W because we talked about Toyota potentially losing some prospects because they might not have enough seats. But uh, they seem to have uh, to have uh, figured out the uh, the truck I'm, series at least. Heim has won two races this year i think so mm-hmm. yeah he's part-time yeah. right and so he's only part-time and, and, and i was at every single one of his uh wins so that's pretty cool <laughs> oh, yeah. so uh, right. so Corey heim having two wins this year i think you know that's someone who i would have circled as a preseason fret to do really good next year mm-hmm. see with me i i like Corey heim being on the team my question is with the two you know with tanner and taylor gray uh, as well as I, I'm just thinking that four teams probably just going to be like a playground car, kind of like what Kyle Busch would go down or like a part-time car for anyone coming up. Maybe, yeah. I, I'm interested to see if this is just the drivers they have in place for now, or if they're wanting to move forward with these three. Um, I believe is it, is it Taylor gray can't race till Coda? Yeah. Uh, Cause he's not 18 he's not, yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm interested to see how that goes. I mean, um, God, just Tanner and Taylor. I, it, it, it always I, thought, I was gonna say I thought Tanner was like pretty much a Ford guy because wasn't he Ford in drag racing too? He was. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know. But you know, I, mean, I, I, know I think he, you may be right. I think he was technically a Ford development driver. I'm not. I don't know that for sure, but I think he was. He does his name when I think t- Tanner Gray. I think Ford. Maybe that's. I'm mistaken, yeah. but he might be because he would often have like just Ford on the truck or something like that when they didn't have That's a sponsor. True. I think and it's a little surprising then to see him move on, but hey, I guess he wants to progress his career. And DC three two two says options. he says that Tanner Gray drove a pro stock Camaro. Okay, it was uh, Camaro. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I I think it is kind of surprising, but it's you know if you had to choose, basically to be what looks to be the flagship Toyota truck team or just another Ford team. I mean. Being the flagship, it. yeah, being the flagship team, you, you go with that every day of the week. Yeah, the only, the, I mean, the only issue is that needs to be handed out is like just what are the sponsorships well, going to be and stuff. But yeah, I, they'll figure it out. I, I do think flagship Toyota team will go to four sport for seniority reasons. I think, but they'll be up there. I feel like Thor Sport is like they're kind of their own thing. I, I don't really, it, I don't get the impression at least that Toyota has a lot of say over their personnel. I feel like Kyle Busch was kind of told who to put in his trucks. I just think, I yeah. think that's kind of how that mm. worked. More so then this might be this the new is, team uh, to do that. This not. is two re- two teams in recent years, though, that Toyota has won back from Ford, though. So That's oh, yeah. true. That's true. Toyota's building up their numbers. See, that's the thing. Like, when Kyle Busch confirmed finally he's not re- staying with Toyota, like, yeah, that's a loss for Joe Gibbs Racing, especially in the short term. He's an all-time talent. He's still really good. Um, but you know, they got Ty Gibbs a lot cheaper. And I think three, four, five years from now, he's has the potential to be a superstar. So I, I don't think it's the end of the world, but a lot of people were, you know, justifiably concerned. Well, what about KBM? If that's gone, what happens to the JGR Toyota development system? It's sort of in flux. I was never that worried about it. Cause the way I saw it was exactly this Toyota has all these sponsors that are funding KBM. They're just going to pull those and go to an existing truck series team and support them. I didn't know for sure if it would be DGR at the time, but DGR makes sense. They've been a Toyota team in the past, and now, boom, they're back. They're a four-truck team. They're bigger, badder than ever before, and they got all this Toyota funding. So suddenly, boom, 
They got a spot for Corey Hine. Well, they would have had a spot for Chandler Smith if he didn't bail for Chevy, and they still haven't announced their Xfinity lineup at JGR. There's at least two open seats there. Side note, I don't know if they'll do it, but Jarrett might like this idea. They'll probably keep the number 18 for KBM's truck lineup, but mm-hmm. what if they change that font to RCR font? I'll do it for the meme. Yeah, why not? Well, I'm I'm looking here and and for you know basically, Thor Sport really is its own thing. Because looking at it, um, God, it's gonna. I I still think of it as DGR, but uh, the the Tricon Garage is is fully TRD backed when Thor Sport isn't. Uh, and Thor Sport is like in a lot of ways just sort of a truck lifer program, and then maybe a couple here or there that are in the Toyota pipeline and stuff like that. So plus they're even further removed from North Carolina uh with a lot of stuff back and forth. So yeah, it's, they're they're based in Ohio, is that correct? Yes, yes. Yes. So it's like I I still think that this is gonna be that factory team with the full support and Toyota doing the this is just KBM two, I think. Yeah, that's right. Uh, long term. Yeah. yeah. Though obviously it, Toyota will have a say over which drivers get the seats. That's sort of thing. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how seamless the transition is. Like, you know, DGR, now Tricon, has been good this year. I mean, when Brian Priest is in one of their trucks, they look like they can win races. Yeah, um, that's true. So we'll see how they how the transition goes next year. If they'll be better, worse, somewhere in the same, tough sledding at first. We have to wait and see. Hearing you say that makes it think, okay, yeah, that just got rid of a lot of uh, Ryan Priest's extra opportunities unless he gets a better deal on yeah. it for next oh, yeah. year. I don't know if we talked about it on the show. I forget where I saw it. Maybe it was, on a, it was on a podcast it got referenced and I heard it. But someone with you know connections, I would say, made the comment that Priest has explored opportunities outside of SHR and Ford, which I didn't know. If, 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 if they can't get him a full-time ride in at least the Xfinity series, like I would walk if I was oh, him. I, I would yeah. consider it too. I'm just shocked that... So, so what was SHR's plan when they signed Priest to a development deal? Just a one-year deal? Like, because that's what it sounds like. They signed him to a one-year deal. I guess. Deal. Well, no. What's the I point think the of original... that? The point was for him to replace Almarola or Harvick. And like, why well, would yeah. you only sign him to a one-year deal if that was the plan? I don't get it. I think I think that was the original plan. Then all of a sudden, you know, when it came down to either having Cole Custer or him for the final seat, you know, the ownership got, you know, the other half of the ownership got the final say with that. Well, so now he's at a crossroads where it's like, he doesn't know what he's going to do. But don't I'm get saying... me wrong. I... I think Almirola still has a lot to give back, but, you know, Priest is a great driver who I think needs that better opportunity to prove himself. I just think go back a year. Yeah, Jared's doing the money sign, but I'm saying go back yeah. a year when, they, like a year ago, they announced Priest is going to be an SHR development driver. I'm like, great. Harvick's got two years left on his deal. Almirola mm-hmm. may be done after this year, probably two years at the most. You just had Gene Haas come out and say both Harvick and Almirola are likely gone after 2023. So how did you not lock Priest up for long term to ensure you had a replacement for Harvick and or Almirola? Like, I, the fact that that Priest is even exploring opportunities outside of SHR and Ford. I, I, like, what is SHR's plan if they didn't have Priest locked up? It's weird. It, it it seems crazy to me, but I don't blame Priest for looking for whatever opportunity because it sounds like his Ford yeah. opportunities are. I mean, they just signed Almarola for another year. He was going to retire. Harvick. It sounds like Gene Haas is trying to get him to stay longer. Might be a fruitless effort. It feels like Priest got to be sitting there like the only guy who wants me here is Tony Stewart. <laughs> and, and if I, he can't get me in a car, then who can? You know. I'm un- I'm understanding why Stewart is so you know just seemingly more and more angry when it comes towards this program. Well. We don't know for sure how much anyone really wanted Kyle Busch from that camp, but we know he wanted Kyle Larson. We know he wants uh, 
Priest, that's going to be two drivers that he's wanted and he can't get for some reason well, outside it, of his control. It sounded like he pushed for Kyle Busch, but if he was the only one that really did. We know Harvick yeah. was pushing for Kyle Busch. It seems, like, it seems like ever since they've made the switch to the Ford, sure, they had initial success right away, especially, you know, 2018, but... For you know, for uh, for uh, certain personnel decisions now, it doesn't seem like he has the power that he used to that, have. That move in general just shocked me because I always felt like Tony was very much a Chevy, like all the way kind of guy. When when JGR switched to Toyota, I felt like that was one of the things that made him want to go get out of that and go back to to Chevy his own way. So then when they made that move, I was like, I don't know if this is the right move in the long run. And it's proving like it's it's okay for a little while. But it's proving like it's not the right decision in the long run. Could second be. fiddle to Penske. Sometimes how it feels. I don't know. I, I, sometimes you also got to look at their driver lineup. I love Chase Briscoe. I think he's going to do great things. But Cole Custer has been a disappointment. Almirola has been been mid pretty much his whole career. Um, and now you got Harvick on his way out potentially as the oldest full-time Cup Series driver. I just The fact that they don't have Priest locked in for sure through this next year. That just feels like mismanagement. That feels like a, whatever contract they signed last year was kind of dumb. Like if, <laughs> if, 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 if nothing else, like like offer something to priest to say like, Hey, we'll bring out a fifth car for like some short tracks. If you'll, if you'll stay with us or something. Yeah. I just, why would, what what would have been the point of signing priest just to do a few part-time races in your lower series? What would have been the point? No, there would have been, there would have been no point. No, No, I feel like, I feel like the only way, I feel like the only way to, uh, to salvage this. And I mean, like, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen now, obviously is to offer him a full-time seat in one of the lower series. But I think at this point in his career, priest wants to race full-time and cup. And now it seems like that window, I mean, that door is starting to get shut on him to no fault of his own. It's just his business. It feels like Haas using lessons learned from their F1 team, quickly <laughs> falling to the back. Yeah. Hey, God. I just got to say, before Tony Stewart even joined an organization, go back and look how the Haas team looked way back in the day. They, they look like they should have been done before Tony saved them. Jeff Green and Johnny Sauter all the way. Also, those, Jack Sprague, those, 2003. Some of, those, some of those old paint schemes were kind of hot, though. I kind of like the old They looked cars. nice. The net they, zero. They the net nice, zero the car, Pontiac. Yeah. Yeah. They looked nice, but the cars ran like straight duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Not a good. <laughs> well, I think we can move on. It's time for uh, my new favorite segment of the show. Get ready for this <laughs> chat. Uh, it's time to preview Martinsville and make our picks. The second to last weekend of the NASCAR season uh we've got an xfinity and a cup race uh first some important info here the xfinity race the dead on tools 250 is a 250 lap race that will be held saturday at 3 p.m eastern time it'll be on big nbc and on mrn um good weather 60s uh three percent chance of rain mostly sunny should be nice out there in virginia noah gregson as we talked about is the most recent winner um then the cup race on sunday is confusingly called the xfinity 500 uh it's a a 500 lap race as is common and tradition starts at 2 p.m eastern sunday on nbc as well big nbc all weekend long mrn uh weather's same 60s there's a little bit a little bit more chance of rain there's a 55 percent chance of showers in the afternoon hopefully those miss us maybe we can try out those oval rain tires a year early i don't know we'll see um but uh yeah alex bowman of course won this race last year um he will not be in the field this weekend unfortunately um one note uh one important thing to note uh, Goodyear is bringing different left and right side tires than what was run here in the spring. Remember the spring race, not much passing, not great racing. It was also like 38 degrees, really cold night race. Um, weather's going to be a little different in this case. Conditions a little different, but Goodyear is bringing a different tire and they did have a couple of tests here. I'm not sure if they've changed much 
uh, with the cars themselves. I know they didn't obviously take, they're not taking the underwing diffuser off. I don't know if they're messing with the gear ratios or anything. It sounds like they're still going to be shifting, maybe not as much, but I think they are still going to be shifting every single lap for the most part. Um, but yeah, it, it hopefully will look a little different than it did back in March or April, whenever the first race this season was. Um, Darian, uh, who are the favorites according to Las Vegas? Yes, the betting odds on the NASCAR uh, on the NASCAR weekly podcast. Yes, sir. Chase Elliott enters this weekend as the odds-on favorite to win at plus six fifty. Denny Hamlin is plus seven hundred, followed by William Byron and Ryan Blaney at plus eight hundred. And finally, Joey Logano at plus 900. As for the best of the rest, Martin Trix Jr. plus 1,000. Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, all three of them plus 1,200, followed by Kyle Busch at plus 1,500. And as for the underdogs, Chase Briscoe is plus 3,000. Bubba Wallace makes his return. He is at plus 4,000. Austin Cindric plus 5,000. Eric Jones plus 10,000. And finally, Justin Haley at plus 25,000. Now, as for the NASCAR Weekly Podcast Fantasy League, once again, as I said last week, Trevor Sports 98 uh, has this championship locked up, it looks like, but he's followed by Toyota Tough in second, in third, 48 Nation, fourth is RPG Racing 2, and finally, in fifth, in a, well, just barely in fifth, just five points ahead, Daniel Baldwin. Congrats, man, having a spectacular Hello. season. And then as for the playoff standings, Adam Cub Racing is just ahead of Trevor Sports 98. Trevor Sports is trying to do the famous sweep, I guess. And then in third is Larson Fan 5, followed by Blue Jimmy 48 Fan in fourth, and Mahaffrey Motorsports. Rounds out the top five. But look at those uh, three just outside. We got Daniel Baldwin, Danny B. Wife, and Denny Delivers. Yeah, wow. and pretty close one. Good stuff. Awesome stuff. Then, of course, we have our podcast pick points chat. <laughs> you mm. hope you aren't too comfortable out there. You're still leading with 569 total points. But just a couple weeks ago, I was 19 points out. Now I'm only five points back. Thanks in large part to Kyle Larson getting the win this weekend. Um, yes, I'm second, five points back. Danny is third, minus 52. Jarrett, fourth, minus 55. And Darian is minus 65. So we have a real tight battle for the win and we have a real tight battle still for third uh, to get that final spot on the podium. So should be a very interesting final two weeks. It, it's anyone's race chat. Are y'all nervous? Y'all getting a little nervous? They're already starting they better to be nervous. Look at them. They're already yeah. trying to rally, get on the <laughs> same page. Now, are we still doing that same rule that we started last week, where they pick last or or whatever? Or something? I mean, right, they, technically, yep. they're in the they're first, so shouldn't they get to pick first? They're like that's that's the rules. That's how we play. All right, all right. come on, chat. How do you pick? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got we got to do a couple things. We got to start with the Xfinity uh, race. Um, how do we do? How do we want to do this, Jared? Do we want the chat to go first, or do we want to? Uh, we can have the th- we can have me, Danny, and Darian, and then the chat, and then okay, then chat. You, you, that you way, go there's forth. no cheating. Okay, chat will go forth. That sounds like a good plan. So, Danny, uh, we'll start off with you then. Who's your pick to win the Xfinity race on Saturday? Oh, he's he's the hot hand. No Gregson. He's going to win again. I need to make up points, and I also looked at the only guy who seems to be running near Gregson's level. I'm going to go Ty Gibbs on this one. Yeah. I hope Sam Myers in there. I will. Well, I'm not going to go with him, but I will go with the guy he fought with in the last Martinsville race, uh, Ty Gibbs. Yeah, I got him to win this weekend as well. I like that. Uh, chat's going Gregson. I, I honestly, I feel like I, I feel like going Gregson as well. <laughs> I don't. I, I, it doesn't feel like as sure of a thing as Homestead last week, but 
I don't know. I don't want to pick against Gregson and lose points at this week. So I think you can put both me and the chat down for Noah. <laughs> at, at this point, he's proving me every reason to not bet against him. So yeah, honestly. All right. Uh, well, that was easy enough. That was pretty quick and painless. Uh, let's move on to the cup race. As always, we begin with who's going to suck this week, Danny? Uh, just because I picked the Winnix Finney series doesn't mean I think he'll do good in the defending car of this one. I don't think Gregson will do that good in the 48. It seems like the last few weeks, just everything about that car, not, not the same driver, has just not been getting performances that you'd expect out of a Hendrick car. And I don't think Gregson will do good at the Martinsville Cup race. Brad Keselowski will suck in this race. <laughs> yeah, Keselowski, he's had a good, I mean, he had an awesome weekend last week, but you know, what'd you say? Like first top five in over a year, like they're still going through some growing pains though. I do think um, one of his cars is going to finish it at least in the top 10, but not him though. So yeah, I got Keselowski to suck. And chat appears to be going with Almirola. Yeah, I'll just throw out, I don't know, Tyler Reddick, someone just kind of random that usually does well. I'll go with Reddick. I think that feels sure. feels pretty sure. good. Uh, but chat's going out, Marola. Let's move on to our dark horse. Uh, Dan, you want to lead us off? Yeah, dark horse in this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Justin Haley, actually. I don't know why. I just feel like it's gonna, I like that. I, I, I remember him doing really good at the Clash back earlier this year. It's a very similar type of track. I think Justin Haley could do all right in this one. I'm going to go with the guy with double-digit DNFs. I don't think he's going to get another one this weekend. That is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Wait, is, is this – wait. Oh, wait, huh? He has <laughs> te, he has 10 DNFs this year. Yeah. Stenhouse does? But you're saying mm-hmm. he's going to be the underdog? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty uh, good. Okay, okay, if, you're okay, getting yeah. 10, so, if you're getting 10 DNFs, you got to be an underdog. <laughs> you bringing up that stat made me think, you think we were still on the suck pick. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But no, based on his history, though, he runs pretty decent here at the very least. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, AJ Almendinger's in the 16, correct? Or uh, is that... I think so. I actually don't know. Because, because if he is, yeah. I will take that. I will take him as my dark horse here. He's finished second there twice in his career. He is. That's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that would be my dark horse pick. Looks like the chat is going with Bubba, I think. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I feel like I've seen more Bubbas. It's pretty split, but I definitely yeah. think I've seen more Bubbas. That's not a surprise, especially yeah. at Martinsville. So, so speaking of that, who, how do you think that response is going to be when he gets his Oh, first? boy. Somebody better record it because that is going to be very loud. Let's just put it that way. Very I'll be well. curious also to see Gibbs's uh response, Ty Gibbs' response uh, to his, mm-hmm. the two races he's running yeah. after after what happened last right. time we were here. I'll be curious. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't give my suck pick. Uh, I'm or I'm sorry, dark horse pick. Uh, I'm going uh, Chris Busher. I think Chris Busher is going to mm-hmm. be strong this weekend. Okay. Is that biased at all? Oh, honestly, I didn't even. I totally forgot what car he was driving. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, great. I hope he runs like top five. That'd be out. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All and right. Now- now for the main event who's gonna win y'all who's gonna win at martinsville i talked pretty high on this guy earlier and i think it's gonna prove well for him he dominated his race in the spring i think william byron wins and gets himself into the championship four at phoenix wow okay this guy whoa came I'm flying picking, out of nowhere i'm picking chase elliott to get the win in this one I think that uh, with how well he ran in the spring and just because of issues late in the race, pit road, whatnot, um, I don't think that happens again. And he's proven that when he doesn't 
run bad in the playoffs this year, he's like top two. And I don't think he's going to run bad this weekend. It's one of his best tracks. So Chase Elliott is my win pick. Ross Chastain, that'll be my pick. I mean, he's it's looked like he was about to, you know, lock himself into the championship for the past two races. I think he'll officially get it done this weekend and score the victory. Chat is kind of all over the place. I feel like I've seen a lot of Byron's. I feel like maybe Byron is the favorite. I'm saying a lot of Byron and Blaney. I do see a lot of Byron. Oh, they're still rolling with Blaney even after the last two races. Well, they heard my stat line I read off ah. about him earlier. Mm. Uh, I would give him a Byron Blaney poll. All right, and then, but I, I feel like I've seen mostly Byron. Also, seen some Ross, some Chastains. Where's my um, poll mm-hmm. option? YouTube did an update, and now some of their buttons look different. Oh, that's wonderful! I, I haven't streamed since updating it. It's it's very uh, minor. Oh, oh, okay. Suddenly, there's a lot of ones coming in. Okay, oh. let me add Byron Chastain and Blaney. They're just trying to cover everything so that yeah, because now I'm seeing a lot of Elliot coming in there. That uh, they want too, everyone too little, too late. I've already started the poll, and unfortunately, my pick is one of these three. I'm just gonna make my pick. Chat. Let me wait a second. Let me wait a second to see if if this guy like. Yeah, you, 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 you give him some time. Okay, it's pretty. Oh split. my god, they're like even. They're all thirty three percent. Serious? <laughs> wow. I'd what? say wait wait till it gets to like a little more. Okay, yeah. uh, okay. Chastain's pulling ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to wait till one gets like maybe a to fifty percent or something. Like one has a decent it, lead. It's not going to happen. Uh, if, if one of them falls more behind, just do a head to head. I, I, I think two. it's more clear it won't be Blaney. Okay, that's yeah, more clear. that's the clear one. So end that poll and then do a head to head with Byron and Chastain Ooh. for him. Okay, mine has an update in a while. It's only got one hundred fifteen votes. One hundred thirty. Okay, yeah, it's between Chastain and Byron. I'll do that. Because that makes my life a lot easier because I was going to pick Ryan Blaney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got him. Got him. Uh, yeah. Let me make their poll because I want to know who they get. Byron. And then I'll explain my reasoning because Danny made a comment gonna... a second ago that I, I think is accurate. I was going to say, I want to hear that reason. Um, so well, I love how in the, in there, the someone go, uh, Spencer goes, chat, you're going for failure. Oh no. <laughs> and Byron and Chastain, Byron, both, both of them are in the top four in points right now. I feel like those are both good picks. So I'm going Blaney because I was going to go with Joey Logano. He almost won this race, uh, in the spring. He was all over Byron's back bumper. Felt like he had really good speed. Um, but I'm not picking Logano because he's already locked into Phoenix. Like he, he might go out and win mm-hmm. Martinsville, but you feel like this is not where they're focused. They're not as focused on this weekend as guys like Blaney, Byron, some of these playoff drivers that are still trying to lock themselves in are. So I feel good about Penske, mainly because I don't feel good about Toyota. I just feel like tracks they're historically good at, they have not been good at this year. In the spring race at Martinsville, remember Denny and Truex were outside the top 20, so I can't pick Denny. I thought about picking Bell, but I didn't like what I saw last weekend. I know it's a completely different track, but I, I just, I'm not sure I'm, I'm buying into Christopher Bell. They're in a Hail Mary situation. So... I'm going Ryan Blaney while he's made mistakes or had issues each of the last two weeks. Both times the issues came while he was running inside the top, like three. So they this, got the speed. I trust Blaney can finally seal the deal and get his this, first win of the season. This move could either, could either make this really close between you two at Phoenix, or it could potentially help lock it up for the chat if well Blaney we pick, sucks we picked the same for the xfinity race so i think either way we're gonna be mm-hmm. i'm still gonna have a, a mathematical chance come phoenix no matter what it, it, it looks like they're going with chastain so if if 
if Chastain wins, the Chet and Darian get a bonus 10 points, and that would... They get a bonus Dar- 5 in, unless there's a sweep. Yeah, that would tens boost... For a, tens for a sweep. That would boost Darian up to likely... He'd probably take third for me. Uh, and then the chat, the chat would pull away from Eric if Chastain was to win. Either way, we have amazing battles in the points. Yeah, throughout there's all a lot of positions. Battles everywhere you look. Uh, but I think we can end it here. Um, Chastain has 54% of the all vote. Right. So I think Ross, Ross is their pick. All right. all right, chat. Let's make it happen. Um, with that being said, I think we can head to our second and final super chat stage break. We'll, um, well, yeah, let me see where I picked off real or left off real quick. Wes, um, Wes 225. Chastain finished fifth in the Spring Martinsville race and second in the Phoenix race. Food for thought. If he doesn't get dumped, he's got good odds. So Wes here seems to support the chat's uh, win pick for sure. King Sebastian, uh, at least 80 to 85% chance Hamlin gives Ross that 2017 Chase Elliott treatment if it comes down to points. Uh, I think it was 17 anyways. There, there's uh, a, there's a, there's a chance. I just don't think it's going to happen after what we've already seen. Yeah, if it comes down, if Ross has a bad race or something, and or Hamlin gets a bunch of stage points, and they're like battling for seventh and the final playoff spot at the end, yeah, maybe Denny bumps him. Maybe yeah. he knocks him and, out of the way. But that's a lot of ifs. You know, that's a perfect situation. And thank you, Chet. This just in: Corey LaJoy won the modified race at Martinsville tonight. Oh wow! Oh, wow, good for him. That's yes. cool. That's got to be his I, first I, like I big win even, in a long in a while, right? I, I didn't even know he was racing in it. That's super cool. Yeah, I'll have to see if there's any highlights or something like that. That's awesome. Cool. Um, Isaac, thanks for the two. Brennan Poole for the win at Phoenix. I like it. I like it a lot. Alex, Jarrett is like Jeff Gordon. Most consecutive shows. <laughs> the Iron Man <laughs> of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Chris Furrow, might go to the race this weekend, but being there in the spring, I think I'll save my money and watch from home. I appreciate <laughs> you guys. And go Astros. All these Astros fans. Yeah, I love this. Astros. I'm used to the haters. Uh, like... I'm, yeah, I'm you got a lot of Yankee haters the last time. Yeah, it's, that's it's, true. It's, it's, that's, it's, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, this week I did a, or yesterday, uh, I helped facilitate a live stream for a guy that I work with for his YouTube channel. And he's from Philadelphia. He's a big Phillies fan. So he was gloating about the Phillies mm-hmm. this week. Hey, the Philadelphia Eagles starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts, is from Houston. He's an Astros oh, fan. So take that, also, Philly. <laughs> also, fun fact, Bryce Harper, he's from Vegas, and he happened to go to the same community college I went to. Whoa, as long, that's pretty cool. As, as, as long as we're bragging about sports teams, go ball, still undefeated, 7-0, <laughs> number three, Hen Hooker for Heisman. Come on, let's go. Let's, let's beat Kentucky name? this weekend. Hendon Hooker. Hendon? Hendon Hooker. That's a good football love the, name. Gotta love that Tennessee Hooker. Hen- <laughs> PTM <Hendon>. Billy. <laughs> Thanks for the <listening. laughs> uh, I've got eight gear on the way. I'm ready for 2023. I'm also looking forward to having my name on the JD num- Motorsports number six in Phoenix. Congrats mm. on the sponsorship. Thank you, PTM Billy, and thanks for being a part of the journey. Um, David Esparza, thanks for the 10. What's your opinion uh, with the uh, oh NASCAR oh Euro Series news about racing in the snow? Um, I think we kind of good hit on that PR before. stuff. Yeah, I mean, good PR. Let's see if it be, actually produces great racing, though. Let's I'd love see. to at least see it. If it's just a novelty, so be it. If it's fun to watch, it'll be fun to watch. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I remember them testing on the ice like a couple of years ago. There was some footage that emerged of them testing a Euro Series car mm-hmm. on some ice set up somewhere i don't know how it works i live in texas there's no ice here and it looked interesting no idea if that'll translate to great racing but um i like it uh am says eric 
Minute Maid, Astros, or Sunny D, NASCAR. Um, I'll have to go Minute Maid. I love the Sunny D paint scheme quite a bit, but I've actually never had Sunny D in my life. So <laughs> I'll probably go with Minute Maid. Uh, Jack Flynn, thanks for the two. Going to Martinsville this weekend, any tips? Uh, I know Jarrett's tip. Bring a backpack Eat for hot, the hot dogs. dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring a backpack for lots of hot dogs. And if it gets too cold, have enough beer that you warm up while you eat your hot dogs. God, and they have the works done to it. I will Those were never, so good. I will never get the image, Jared, of you and Slap both bundled up in hoodies. You got your bag full of hot dogs just sitting in the bleachers. <laughs> uh, have your whole own row to yourselves just hunkered down watching like qualifying or something. That was that yeah. was beautiful. Rest just, in peace to my, my seat. <laughs> just guys being dudes. Jay Fendi. Hope I'm saying that right. Thanks for the 10. Nothing would make my day more than seeing a giant version of Eric's face getting the checkered flag. <laughs> um, hopefully we do get the checkered flag, even if it's for like 19th place. That'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, Kylito's Corner. Uh, you deserve this cool sponsor opportunity. Go six. Thank you, Kylito. Mm-hmm. Kylito's Corner. Um, I appreciate having you in my corner for this wheat race in a couple weeks. Um, the Dom Goblin, thanks for the five. In Charlotte for training, decided to go to the NASCAR Hall of Fame last minute and rushed through it, but damn, it is cool. See you in yeah. Phoenix, Eric. That's awesome. I'm glad you had a good time at the Hall of Fame. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Even if you just got to pop yeah. in, pop out, you can see a lot in a short amount of time. So, um, Sly Supersonic, always good to see you. Sup, Fantastic Four. Congrats on Groovy Hollow, Eric. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad the event went off. More or less without a hitch, and appreciate Darian as well for racing in it. Uh, it was a, it was yeah. a fun and time. wrecking in it too. <laughs> you were far from the only one involved in a crash last night. Good. Uh, Dom Goblin again says, "Watching y'all from thirty-five thousand feet in the air." So is, oh, is he already flying he's out? He's got of that. Charlotte? He's got that. He's probably got that. Uh, that in-flight Wi-Fi going on right now. I Something like that. Like that. <laughs> PTM Billy says, "I'm saying this as a Braves fan, but go Astros!" Wow. I'm this I'm hey. genuinely shocked. I can't believe we haven't gotten a single trash can meme, anything like that. I'm shocked. This is actually kind but of But also too, insane. um doesn't um Dusty Baker doesn't have a um a World Series championship, correct? No, he's been managing he... for like 20, 30 yeah, years. Yeah, I want to see him yeah. finally get one. Let's go. All right. okay, for all the pitchers he's killed through the years. <laughs> um rest in peace, Kerry Wood. Off topic, I had a um, like a weird. I don't remember where I got. It. I had a little miniature figurine of Carrie Wood and like a Chicago Cubs. Like it was a little plastic nice. figurine. I don't know where I got it. Really random. That's I haven't heard the name Carrie Wood in a while. Uh, you hear so, it around Wrigley. So up. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but thank you for the super chat. Very off topic, but I would love to see GameStop support NASCAR again. I missed those schemes. Also, I bought a creature. Yeah, I can't wait for that, it. Sweet. That was very iconic for the number 20 for a lot of years. Yeah. You kind of, kind of miss saying that. Here's the thing, though. I hate GameStop with a passion nowadays. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I, I like that they I'm, do I'm different mean, games each week. Like there'd be the Mario yeah, Kart car, the Call of Duty I like car. that. Yeah, I, that I, was I cool. feel like I go to GameStop maybe once a year at this point and maybe I, i'll end up being like oh cool i'm adding for four dollars maybe i'll get this yeah i i can't remember the last time i was in a gamestop i, I like gamestop for the stonks oh yeah that, okay okay that was only good one time <laughs> sp- sp- speaking of being only good one time uh the buccaneers have had a hilariously done uh like fumbled punt dude gets hit by his own man and muffs the punt and then the ravens get it on the seven yard line it sounds like a typical thursday night game <laughs> have they scored a touchdown yet isn't yes it's actually a decent score but i just want to yeah. point that i just saw that highlight 
That is uh, rough. Tom Brady didn't come out of retirement for this. Uh, that's that's all he's got. Uh, he didn't. He didn't, yes, he, di- did. <laughs> he didn't divorce Giselle for. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> he's married to the game, bro. All of us. Yeah, the, the grind. Game, the, the game's divorcing him too. It seems like. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being, I was reading ahead on the super chats. My bad. Um, Isaac, thank you for the five. McDowell to the forty-one or the eighteen in the future. He drove the eighteen in Cup in twenty eleven. Jarrett Jarrett would love that. I don't know that it's realistic, but it's possible. He's, he's, he's been on this hype train for a while. He's ready. I don't think I've been on this. The 18. I don't, I'd be shocked. Maybe Xfinity 18 one day <laughs> just for like a few I, races. I don't know. I've been on the McDowell hype train since 2019. So. Since before it was cool. Not mm-hmm. since 2008 with his, uh, <laughs> you know, what? I, I met him. I met him after that. He was, oh. uh, yeah, it, I was like the only kid in, the, in Chicago and Speedway to actually recognize Michael McDowell, which okay. I was like, how do you not know this guy? This is a dude that flipped like a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. He recognized the car. Um, yeah. Blue Jimmy fan. Uh, both me and Jarrett can agree. It was freezing. That's right. He was there at Martin's. Oh, it, was, it was so cold. And thanks for racing last night, Blue Jimmy. That was a good time. Yeah. And I th- might be our last one. Uh, one more from the Dom Goblin said, yep, in-flight Wi-Fi, first groovy high club member. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, uh, we got, I think, one more from Trevor Bailey. What's up, guys? I ordered my uh, Eric shirt, pit crew shirt, and Noah Gregson and Ryan Blaney are my win picks for Martinsville. NASCAR weekly podcast, Fantasy Champs, LOL. Oh, yeah. yeah, is this Trevor Sports 98? Yep, yep. Yes, it is. It. Yep, it's him. Well, yep. He's in my Discord as well, too. Yeah, he's having an awesome right season. And thanks for the support on the Phoenix stuff, Trevor. Appreciate that. And thanks for supporting the stream. And just thanks. Thank you, everyone, for watching, because that's going to do Thank it, you. I believe, for another edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. one more coming in from Napa Racing Fan. Always good to see you. Congrats, Eric, on the Xfinity car. Love to see the six get a top 10. Go Phillies. Finally, we've got someone who's not a pro Astros <laughs> fan. Um, and hope JRM can sweep the championship four and the cup race is good on Sunday. Um, there's a lot of ifs in there. I'm not sure any of them are going to happen, even the good we'll cup see. race part. Um, but we'll, we'll hope for the best. <laughs> thank you, Napa Racing fan. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, all these guys here, the Iceberg, Black Flags Matter, Dan, Danny B. Danny B Talks, all their links or at Twitter or YouTube handles are in the description down below. So if you're not subscribed to these guys already, make sure that you are. Um, because next week we will actually be on the Icebergs YouTube channel. We'll be back at our, in our normal Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time time slot. Uh, but yeah, we'll be on the Iceberg. We'll be talking all things uh, Martinsville and we'll be previewing Championship Weekend. So uh, we got a couple important shows coming up here over the next few weeks mm-hmm. all around the Championship race. It's going to be a good Two time. To go. Two to Two go. To go. Oh, gosh. Sponsored by Credit One Bank. But not actually. <laughs> we we got next week on mine, and then uh, finale on yours. And I apologize. I'll, it's gonna be the the day after my birthday. So, <laughs> my God, I'm gonna be a quarter century old. It, it, I'm it older to than the best of us. <laughs> and then, I'm older than a lot of and, the drivers coming up through the and ranks. And then, low key, I gotta say, I'm almost in a way ready to have a break for NASCAR season because I I. I I'm really hyped about my current balls team and I want to be able to just focus <laughs> in on watching them. And yeah. I'm taking, I'm taking Darian and Jared to their first uh, game at Neyland stadium. So they get to experience yeah. that. And that'll be, that'll be a unique experience. A lot probably of fun gonna, activities. Pro- 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 probably going to vlog that one. Cause I've never vlogged a football game. I think that'd be fun to do. I, I want whoever's in the chat that does this. Can someone go back and be nice enough to go back through the like 
throughout the entire Tennessee season for the podcast and like just put a compilation of Danny talking about the balls together like you, and you have probably it ready have by a, the finale. You'd probably have a 10-minute video at this point, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I would love that. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back next week, Wednesday night, Jared's channel, The Iceberg, on YouTube. Um, but in the meantime, that's going to do it. I don't have a Dale call, so we'll just kind of wave awkwardly. Well, so just just, uh, just smile and wave. Um, and just, um, just, um, um, what, what do you got? You got something, Jared? What is that? What, what? Uh, let me let me, let me me pop it up. Just keep smiling quick. and waving, boys. Keep, keep smiling and waving. Wait, yes. wait for the ad to get done. Wait for the ad to get done. Oh, my God, ads. Wait for it. You know. it's, 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 it's okay. It's my okay. hand's cramping. Danny's All got right, two ready? hands. That was easy. <laughs> That's not good. That's Goodbye. Green, green. Holy moly! Take off! Yeah. This guy. Thank you. Wow. Hell yeah! Great job, man. Now we got a crash. Car spinning left and right. Ready? Let her rip. Rain like hell, baby. Come on! Oh my God, guys! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! You guys are the best! Yeah!